Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. I'm gonna be your host today, Tyler Vitito. Oh yeah. Uh oh yeah, hell yeah, brother. And with me today is gonna be Glenn Houston. Hi. Hi. And um, Nickel Jody Mella. Just had to make sure I wasn't muted. Hi. Nick I is muted on Discord. Muted. Solid I was saying, A plus. And you're gonna hear then the recording. I'm saying I was gonna make sure that I wasn't muted, but I was double muted, so <laughs> it didn't it didn't work oh, out. Oh no. Double muted. What does it mean? Well, what does it mean? I wasn't double muted, but I didn't realize that I was muted on another level. Basically, I have a muting from a uh, voice meter and a muting on like Discord, and sometimes I'll hit both accidentally. And I wasn't muted on voice meter, but I was muted on Discord. And now Discord changed their overlay thing or whatever for video calls, so I can't see uh -huh. the 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 muted sign on my on my cam. Oh, I didn't realize that it was removed from the uh, interface. Yeah, it's just yeah, now I... down there in the bottom left where it shows your mic and whether you're muted or not. But hi! Hey, uh, Discord is weird uh, with this new update. Like, it's minor changes, but enough to make an old man like me just kind of go, eh, I don't like this. Uh, green lines around my picture when I have a full screen? I like and it's like... Well, I think it's I think all right, good stuff. Yeah, what they're trying to do right now because they understand um, that people are looking for a, a video conferencing tools and places to be. They're trying to make some of the features more in line with some of the other tools out there, so people have some sort of familiarity and know how it works. Especially people who are not used to Discord, maybe um, because like Zoom and other video conferencing tools do the thing where it highlights the border of whoever's currently speaking, so people know who to direct attention towards. Mm. What makes sense. Uh, honestly, I have a hunch that if I wanted to, I probably could go to the settings and change it or something like that. But uh, realistically, though, it, I mean, it's nice. It's actually nice because when I, I follow the green square over to other people and it makes sense. But right. I guess for video uh, streaming purposes, it's a little wonky because... Uh, I guess I could edit the whole thing to where you can see the line. Uh, thankfully, the way I have it set it up, it's actually not showing it, but it's enough to mess with me. Uh, I kind of want to see all three of us actually have the square open at the same time. It's just like, la, 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 la. But, uh, you know, what? let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about life. Let's get into, like, feelings and shit. This is our week where we get, uh, you know, the, a solid hour and a half, two hours, five hours, depending on how long we want to talk. We can talk forever. Mm. <laughs> I have to run Happy a Easter tonight, but <laughs> um, oh, okay, I, I see how it is. Uh, so until let's talk of life, Glenn. Mm. You you're looking fashionable today, you know that. Thank you, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason for it, but the glasses oh. are on because there's a. I've had a big thing that's been a problem, and it's just kind of flaring up, and the glasses cover it, so. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, can you scratch your chin with uh one of your arms for a second? Oh man, that's a nice Apple Watch you're wearing again. Oh, this one? <laughs> God damn it! Used the wrong arm. I did. I didn't know what you were trying to get me to do. You uh, wanted to see okay, your elbow patches. Oh uh, my! Was, that's yeah, what I thought I it was. See, I thought it was an elbow patch. That was fucking patch. hip as fuck with your with your elbow patch. Yeah, I uh, I have the elbow patches, but I can't claim the fashion because I was this was I, my wife got this sweater for me, so um, I've had it for a while now. But I can't claim that I have good taste. It's all her. I have to credit where credits due. You know what I mean? Transitive right. properties. Uh, um, she has good taste. You put them on, so you accept the good taste. So by transitive properties, you have good taste. Yeah, I like that. 
Science. You see, I gotta, I gotta be careful because, uh, like, it, it started changing over time because I, you know, I got money. But, uh, like, 80, 90% of my clothes up until, like, maybe five years ago came from my grandmother oh. or my aunt. And so, uh, I either had to choose between looking like I'm fashionable in the 1960s or I, uh, got to be, uh, fashionable because I got to wear American Eagle. And, uh, I you know. I was born in the wrong the era. <laughs> God, I wish I could uh, go back to the 60s. Uh, no, no, thank you, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm quite good on that. <laughs> Happy we're, uh, the modern a, day. <laughs> we're, a refrigerator had the same durability as a car. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> Look, you think I'm wrong? Those those fridges are fucking tanky then. Yeah, and those are. cars mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. super collapsible. Didn't they My build them at that uh, point like, to like, be uh, used as bomb shelters because, like, during the whole Cold War thing? Mm -hmm. My parents uh, have one in their basement in the Midwest, and it's it got moved there when the house was being built because it's so heavy. They can't get it out. Unless they paid a mechanic to come down and take it apart. Um, that's how big it is and how heavy it is. That sounds interesting, actually. Uh, when my great-grandmother got moved over to her nursing home, uh, they were going to sell her house. Uh, and moving all the things out, there was a bunch of important like family heirlooms or whatever you want to call it that got moved out. But one of the big things that needed to get cleared out of the house was a full-size piano, which was in the basement. And, uh, I mean, you gotta understand, this house was built probably in, like, the 1920s or whatnot. It, like, uh, everything was, uh, meant for durability and whatnot versus actual, like, looking fantastic. Or maybe it looked great back then. But trying to get, like, a... I don't know how much a piano weighs. I'm guessing, like, a thousand pounds or something. Trying to get that fucker up the stairs without any, like, natural ramp means. Like, even building a ramp to push a fucking piano up. Uh, I think we got up two stairs with this special uh, piano uh, thing, and then we just said, you know what, fuck it, whoever buys the house gets a fucking free piano. Uh, that shit was bulky. And, you know, now like nowadays, I guess even if you get a full-size uh, Steinway piano or whatnot, it's still going to be heavy and whatnot. But I guess just the way you're talking about how it was built to be durable... That shit, like, wherever you put it, it fucking stays. Like, mm. that thing's a safe. You know, stash your whatever you want in it. If it supports, uh, I will never move. I don't know, I was trying to do the cat thing. Where if, if it, it fits, fits, I sit. Sits. <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> I, uh, I, sit. I loved, I love that fucking attitude of the attitude. I used to go down the basement and uh, my grandma, great-grandma and uh, great-grandpa used to be uh, pianists uh, for their church and whatnot, so they knew how to play the piano and so, me, you know, being the kid like, haha, I know how to play Eris theme in the One Wing Angel song and, you know, I'm cranking down there and then she'll come down and play these beautiful melodies and I'm like, oh shit, you yeah. guys are for real. <laughs> and they have painted on it uh, like uh, three, sorry, four notes. Da, 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 da. And on top of that, they wrote this, uh, the words, How Dry I Am, which apparently is a song, but apparently it's a fucking cartoon-ass uh, song about how somebody who is sobering up wishes that they were drunk again or some shit. So it's like, how sober I am? Uh, you know, it's very sad. Uh, uh, that sounds like a Prohibition-appropriate song. I mean, 1920s, we're getting into the right direction here, so uh, I wonder how old that piano actually is. It might be actually quite old. Yeah, a little bit of history. Anyways, uh, Glenn, 
you put it here that you have an Apple Watch. Again, I do. And you're wearing it. I, I have an Apple Watch uh, that I just kind of like stopped wearing because for whatever reason it was just the battery life was an issue it would only last for about a day it was a my wife got it when or there's no headphone jack yeah but she got it for me for christmas when it was the new generation was coming out and so it was like on sale um but apparently with some of the new software updates it actually got better so it lasts for about two days um which is really nice but i've seen all these like stories where people are wearing it just for like the health aspects where it keeps track of your heartbeat and it can tell you whether or not you have an irregular heartbeat which can you know be an issue or if your blood pressure is too high you know like some things that since i you know i haven't been to the doctor for like my 30 year old checkup <laughs> which i need to do but like right i'm a few years late <laughs> but like things that you know would be potential big issues that can be you know simply taken care of by wearing something that can measure some of those biometrics um so trying to stay healthy, especially in these times where everyone's very stressed, make sure that that's not translating in a way that could actually be harmful, you know? So yeah. It feels like trusting Apple for your health and safety just seems like a scary idea, you know? Yeah, but I don't think, I think I didn't agree to share my biometrics when you sign up for that uh, the health app or whatever it is. You don't, mm. like you can choose to not have that information shared. Granted, there's probably a clause somewhere that means that you know that allows them to take that information but probably um i yeah, now know i aside, have a very low resting heart rate so that's good that's that's good uh putting aside the uh the privacy concerns which anybody who's sane should have i think um right uh smart watches for the longest time have just been a gimmick because they hadn't reached a point of uh a high enough uh like they had the technology just wasn't like ready yet for them to be like completely functional and uh in terms of being like a, a need need like a must have or an integral part of like your day to day but like the newer apple watches have become uh pretty good with like the health stuff specifically like overall and and mm. uh, again with any apple product they work best when they're in an apple ecosystem so if you only have an apple watch you're really going to struggle but putting that aside um, because it's not a conversation about price or branding. If you like what you like, enjoy it. But with the Apple Watches and newer ones especially, they're good for, like, even, um, um, let's say people who are prone to, like, uh, passing out because it has, like, a, like, a tilt sensor so it could, like, alarm the appropriate people if you've fallen over or something. Uh, oh, with the gyroscope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I mess like I'm gonna take a nap. Uh, you just hear like, uh, "Help! I found my you know life alert." Just uh, just comes calling you like, "Hey, is everything?" Yeah, I'm trying to sleep, dude. Yeah, I same just th in my bed. The <laughs> same thing with the um, the health app and stuff. You can have it so that um, let's say you know in a situation where you get into some sort of accident outside, you're alone. Um, if uh, medical professionals, you know, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, what's the abbreviation? EMT. EMT. Emergency medical. Yeah, if they come and they're like, oh, we don't know any information. Oh, here's his phone, and then they can access the uh, health part of your like just information, like anything that's vital for them to know. Um, and your watch would have been keeping track of some of those stuff um, up to that point. I unfortunately have a a ancient Apple Watch, so it mm. doesn't really do any oh, what, of these 2018? things. Uh, I no, Gen 3, this was I think. what's the newest this generation was, five? I think Series Five. Yeah, mine's pre yeah. Series One, pre like official like Whoa. worldwide launch. My dad got it as a gift, used it once, put it in cold storage. 
So I went back, I think, two or three years ago, went home for Christmas, and I found it, and I'm like, could I take it? He's like, sure. I'm like, all right, cool. That's amazing. Cool. That's and like, so it's it's been, yeah, it's like, cool. I found it practical in terms of, like, not having my phone go off. It, mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in a, on a conversation and somebody's, like, bombarding me with messages, I don't have to, like, have my fucking ear vibrate right. off my skull. It'll just go to my wrist instead, which is a little it is less nice annoying. That you can stay a little more engaged and still understand what's going on. Like, people are texting yeah. you, like... You just like your watch, you're like, okay, my mom texts me, I'll give her a call back. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Having to pull your phone out and separate from that conversation. Yeah. It is pretty nifty. Uh, it kind of brings me to the idea, or just a thought here. Uh, did you guys have iPods back when they were a big thing? I had the mm. iPod Nano, the first iPod Nano. I didn't get a chance to get a classic. So it's still it had the classic, the, like the, 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 the giant brick, brick that yeah. had like uh, a thousand yeah, gigabytes worth of uh, space on it? It was basically a hard drive with a screen. Yeah. And the, the, the roll, the roll yeah. thing where you would just, yeah, 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 I got the, my first iPod was actually the iPod, um, the, the movie one, the one that actually could do like color movies when it got a legit screen on it, but it got stolen from my dorm room college. Motherfuck. I was super mad. I helped a drunk guy outside and he was the only one that came in my room and then it just wasn't on my desk anymore. So hmm. I helped him call a ride and he stole my iPod. I was super, super dope I, with him. I just remembered, like, uh, I think, and this is a weird way of saying it, I realized the day that I went from uh, lower class to middle class in my head was when I, as a high schooler, was able to work and get, like, this is completely askew, mind you, uh, the day I was able to work at KFC and make enough money to be able to buy my own iPod. And yeah. uh, I thought, you know, it's like, holy crap, I... I can afford stuff that was modern day technology. Like I, I first got my DS Lite with my own money, and then getting the iPod, I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I then I realized I hated the iPod so fucking much. Really? That's when uh, my my distaste for Apple like went haywire because I got an iPod because there was somebody at school. Uh, actually, Nick in the chat might might remember him. Uh, I don't remember his name though. Uh, all I remember is his, his last name was, uh, Patel or something like that. Uh, and he was that cool kid who, yeah, you can go guess where I'm going with this nigga. That cool kid who was, you know, uh, not very charismatic, so to speak, but he, uh, his dad got him all the cool gadgets and stuff. And so every time we got into el- calculus class or whatever, he'd, uh, you know, show everybody like, Hey, look what I got. Look at me. I must be hip because I, my dad has money. Right. And it's like, actually that, that was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, everybody legit flocked to him, and I'm like, shit, I kind of want one of these. And so I uh, end up getting one, you know, showing up with it, and suddenly I was cool for, like, eight minutes, and it's like, hell yeah. You know, I spent hundreds of dollars on this, and, I, you know, I'm playing with it, it's like, what the fuck do I do with this thing? You know, it, it was it was a touchscreen iPod, and so first thing I did was jailbreak the shit out of it, and then I discovered I could put, like, emulators and other stuff on it. Once I discovered I could jailbreak an iPod... Right. Oh, Jim, yeah, the, the iPods are super dope. The The conversation always came down to, which I can understand to some extent, but then also it made no sense to me. Uh, for putting aside a conversation when you, we were teenagers or whatever, like now the conversation is, um, I, I like Apple products are stupid because you can't do as much. And me, as I would like to think a fairly informed uh, consumer, I'm like, I understand that android devices and phones in general have much better hardware and you have greater capabilities i don't want any of that 
price aside, I don't want, I just like the way the uh, iOS feels and I like the way Apple device feels. It's simple, it's straightforward. I don't spend a lot. The only thing I do on my phone besides Twitter and fucking social media is nothing else. I don't game on my phone. I don't want to, I don't need any productivity apps. And so that's why I- so It's all about fucking, the interface for you then. Yeah, I just and like, wait. it's just straightforward and simple and then that's that's all I want. And then people turn it into some fucking war. Same thing with the fucking consoles, which, which it's like, it's a needless conversation. The price is probably the only legitimate question uh, or like point of contention. And I agree with that. Right. I think they are like, uh, they can be overpriced. But then also, if you look at some of the flagship phones, the prices are going up and up. So now that, that argument in like, oh, they're cheaper is like reducing. Uh, or like it's it's losing value if you're talking about top of the line phones from Samsung versus you know the newest iPhone. Like the flagship right. phones are getting up there in price. Yeah, right. And that makes sense. Uh, for me, back in the day, anyways, uh, I think uh, once again, as time goes on, this has actually been diminished quite a bit. Uh, Android phones were like frontline to being not hacked but like modified in software and stuff like you could do like crazy stupid shit with it while apple had a hell of a good grip on the way some of that stuff went out right there was or a lawsuit it was just so too. complicated a lawsuit a, yeah there was a lawsuit. which when, one glenn well i mean lawsuits when people would jailbreak it and apple would say blah 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 you can't do that and then the they brought it to court and they were like you can do that but Apple can say it's against terms of service and it breaks your warranty. That's totally legal. But it was interesting to me that they tried to claim a monopoly on a product, like which is effectively what they were trying to do because they, they, you know, everything had to be sourced through, you know, the Apple store and approved and approved and approved to be used yeah, on these yeah. devices. And they, and they were like, nope, that's not okay. Illegal. <laughs> you know, and they were like, well, fine. Well, it breaks oh. terms of service. So you would void your warranty. Like, but the I'm beauty is... I brought in, I traded in previously broken things because you just reset the software and they'll never know it was jailbroken. Like, it's crazy. I'm, I'm, you're not wrong on <sighs> all of that. Like, I'm pretty sure you could modify the PS3 to do all sorts of wonky ass shit. But obviously, the moment you do that, you uh, you lose the, the warranty and you break terms of service and all that stuff. And they're like, hey, you got this weird ass shit on your PS3. You cannot go online with this thing. What do you mean? What's that? You got Call of Duty Auto Aim Master 3000 for your operating system on your PS3? No, you can't go on the line with that. No, that's bad. And, uh, and, as a result, I think they tried doing that the same thing to their own supported operating system. That was one of the defining features. They said on the PS3, hey, you can put Linux on here if you really wanted to. And then some people started putting Linux on the PS3 and they're like, we actually don't support that. No, no, that that's a no, no. You can no longer do that. We're taking that away. Nah, nah, <laughs> and then bam, lawsuit. They got the like, they got sued the shit out of it. Like it was a mass collective. Like, hey, did you own a PS3 at any fucking point in your life? Join this Here's class action. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Nick in the chat saying that's because of uh, trophies. Okay, that sure. Uh, I don't know what I really don't care what the reason Sony was uh, decide that Linux is no longer able to be on it. But uh, yeah, I made it like a solid eighteen dollars that day. Mm, that nice baby. Big day. It's you didn't like, all you had to do was say I owned this. Give me money. <laughs> you, you took away my rights. And uh <gasps> Oh, on the Linux version they found out how to add trophies at will. So they just oh. kind of hit a button and went poop. Surprise? Which I can see that being a bad thing. 
Linux in and of itself is made for people who like to code their own programs, so why wouldn't they try and figure out loopholes to give themselves achievements? <laughs> Forward slash add all trophies available. <laughs> Whoop. Wow, Wait, I did everything. <laughs> it's like that. that. It's like uh, uh, Sony's like, yeah, you can put Linux on. Activate Bless code you. to get all trophies. Pikachu face Sony. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Linux is open software, so it's like they can try to put restrictions on top of that, but what are they going to do? Save words warranty. That's the only thing you can do. Well, my sleepy boy, uh, it seems like we've uh, had a fun, tiring week, but let's not forget an important announcement that's coming from Nick's way. He announced it last night in the stream, and I'm hoping he can say it with a little bit more assurance this week. Nick, did something happen to you, buddy? Oh, pal? Until the end of the month, um, I am unofficially done with my bachelor's degree because the end of the month is when I get my grades in and I get the official confirmation. Congratulations! Nice. Thank you. Five That's, and a half years later, that, here I am. Dude, you did it. Here you are, and look at you now, you big old stud you. Yeah, I haven't showered in three days because getting the last of my shit wrapped up. Um, here I am. Nick, excuse me? What? L uh, uh people who are watching in the uh the twitch channel don't forget to uh use the scent add-on that we have to it uh that way when we switch over the focus on one of the people you can get a distinct scent from each person talking mm. by the way i just showed right before the uh the stream so i hope you like uh old spice me too oh Shower right. and so old i'm the spice. only one here i'm the only one here who thinks it's only mildly gross that i've only sat inside no. and haven't showered in a few days no nick i only shower because i have a wife telling me to do it that's the only reason that sounds about right i can't claim anything I... good in my life she is the best thing about my <laughs> <laughs> I basically, anytime I wake up and I feel like I could be an extra in a horror movie, I feel like it's time to shower. <laughs> Pretty much just like, eyes open, ah, oh, this crust, you hear it crinkling when you open the eyes. <laughs> and then when I get out, you hear that <laughs> as you like move your arm and detach it from the rest of your body. It's like, oh my God. And then okay, like the dog looks at you in the corner of the room. It's like, come here, buddy. If, if I ever Boy. got to that level, sure, I could use a shower. But all I've been doing is sitting and working on school stuff. I haven't... Yeah, but, like, I don't know what the temperature's been like, but when you stay in that one spot for too long, that back sweat, that thing's a contagion. I haven't sweated months, Tyler! You haven't sweated in months? Holy shit! You don't sweat? I haven't sweated in months. Sweat. Because it's been cold. Like, what? What? Really? how am I supposed to sweat? Well, I mean, you still even sweat, if it's not it sweat, just it's like body oil, you know? Well, no, that's true, uh, but we're talking about sweat. Like, there's no sweat anywhere. Like, it's been dry and cold, and it's been nice. And I go to bed with the fan on too, like in the middle, like it's fucking forty degrees out. I'll go to bed with the fan on. Yeah, that's another thing. I I yeah, have to. Part of it is the sound. During the summer, I love having the fan on. Just having that extra motion of air. That way, you're not just slowly cooking under whatever mm -hmm. layer of uh, blanket or whatnot. Problem is, though, I realize that it's a trade-off. I can either not wake up drenched in sweat, which is you know that's a plus. But the trade-off with that is uh, I wake up and my eyes feel like fucking uh, the calamari, or I was about to say cal calamari desert. Yes, the desert of uh, <laughs> raw squid. Uh, the calamari desert. It sounds, uh, it sounds like a fucking hentai waiting to happen. Are you thinking of the, the Kalahari? Is that a desert? Yes, that's what I said the second time. Uh, I was going to say Sahara. Sahara? Yeah. 
Sahara. But the Sahara, I'm pretty sure it's... I, Sahara. I, I knew... I'm pretty sure it was Sahara, but I was going to commit to it. But, you know, that's okay. Uh, I'm not going to say that that one word. <laughs> um, the the uh, the circular 3D object that starts with S and ends with... A 3D circle. Mm. 3D circle, yes. So I'm learning something yeah. new. Kalahari is a desert in the States. Interesting. It's in Wisconsin. Yep. In Wisconsin? There's Wisconsin. a desert yeah. in Wisconsin? Apparently. That feels like fake I mean, news. A, de- a desert just has to be a like essentially devoid of Arid, life. Like yeah. if you think about it, Utah is technically a desert. Oh yeah. Well, I mean Utah. Yeah. But, Utah's a lot of desert and a lot of mountains. Oh, uh, never, it's just uh, mostly the fact that. Never yeah, mind. The up? Kalahari is a desert in Africa. Um, there's a Kalahari Desert Resort in Wisconsin. <laughs> okay, so Nailed this is it. this is the, uh, more the episode huh? of Casual Master Quest where we learn about geography. Also, did you know that Sahara means desert? So really, it's called oh, desert, it's desert, desert. Desert. <laughs> Dumb idiot that nice. knows that. So uh, I picked the Kalahari Desert because I thought that was the driest desert in the world, but apparently that's the Atacama Desert, uh, which is over in Chile. Death Valley. Okay. And uh, Death Death Valley is pretty good. It's pretty dry, but you know it occasionally sees rain once every leap year. Uh, but yeah, so congratulations, Nick! You have Thank successfully you. Uh, pushed, uh, hopefully, towards getting your bachelor's degree, and um, you'll be free of the nightmare that is college schooling and going back to the other nightmare that is real world job stuff. Um, well, yeah, so it's um, going to be a process so over the next few weeks I have some time to like rest and start planning and shit um, I will get a confirmation by the end of the month whenever my final grades come in um, then the university will send me a confirmation alright you know graduation you, you officially graduated um, and what would have normally happened is that they'll start sending me all the details and stuff I need to actually uh, book like my gown and shit for convocation but um, now that that's not happening, our university's giving us the option of either attending the ceremony in the fall this year, because we do two ceremonies a year, so either fall this year or spring next year. But I'm uh, being a little pessimistic in saying that I don't think the fall graduation is going to happen either. Um, so we'll have to see. But they are going to do something special in June for us virtually to celebrate us somehow. Um, so we don't have too many details on that yet. And that I will stream because they wouldn't be a able to tell the if I'm streaming a stream of some celebration. So sometime in Ooh. mid-June, I will be streaming in a tie and a graduation cap because Eugene has one and I'm going to borrow it. And I'm just going to be sitting on cam if anybody wants to do it in minecraft well people have been doing animal crossing uh graduations as well i've oh, seen a few awesome. pictures yeah um i mean if you want nick i'd be more than happy to build you a house and just get like pictures of you that line the wall of like as you grow up throughout college and whatnot we do see a for that master quest minecraft graduation maybe maybe because i don't want to spend 60 dollars on animal crossing <laughs> so um me neither so yeah, the next few steps are um, applying for my work permit, which I can do once my final grades come in. And assuming I don't fail any of my courses, which I won't, I'm not, I'm going to be able to graduate. Um, wait for my final grades to come in and start looking for work in this, amidst all of this, and hope that I can find something. Otherwise, for the moment, I am officially unemployed. Do they have uh, placement programs for your school? I'm sure they did at one point. I'm going to take a wild guess and say if they did, they're probably suspended right now. No, they had um, 
what do you call it, work integrated learning. We call them co-ops, um, where it's where you, essentially paid that internships. That happens during your school, right? During my school. After, like I don't really know. Like, we have career centers and stuff that can help us and formulate plans and give us strategies and work with us to, like, get our shit out there and uh, look for work. But um, beyond that, I haven't really looked at the resources that my university has, so I can't answer hmm. that. I just remember watching an interview with Chris Perkins, uh, one of the big minds behind Dungeons and Dragons, and he's from Canada. And he was Never talking about him. shut up. <laughs> and he was talking about one of his. Uh, you're messing with me, right? You don't know who you know who Chris Perkins is. I didn't know. I'm talking about Tyler was probably messing with you. Okay. I was probably messing with you. I'm waiting for you saying, "Yeah, I dungeon mastered for him once." No, I have not. I wish that'd be my dream. He follows me on Twitter, and when he likes my tweets, I freak out a little bit and pee in my pants. I'm just like, "Ooh!" Um, but dog, just a little little excited. little dab. Yeah, I'm a little excited. Two drops. Um, but he. He was talking about his schooling in Canada and talking about his co-ops because I've forgotten the terminology mm-hmm. he used. And I think for his program, he did like, ooh, he said he would actually be a political speech writer if he was not working for Wizards. Um, so he did uh, right. some sort of writing degree. And he said like through those co-ops, he was able to get real world experience right. that he could use on his resumes once graduating. So that's really right. cool. Yeah, the I had the opportunity to go for co-ops, but... I, w- I am not, uh, for the longest time, I was not the best student academically. Um, really? So I had to, fo- yeah. I'm, I, I he dumped all that, those points into charisma and he uh, decided to do it. Uh, <laughs> he you're, dumped you're not intelligence wrong. for some um, reason. What the, what the, oh. You're not wrong. Um, and so I, over the last couple of years, um, I had to focus on school, and so that shifted my attention away from preparing anything for a co-op, because you have to attend workshops and stuff, the school wants to get you ready and prepped, because you're also not just getting a job, you're also representing the university, because the university, mm. like across Canada, they build these relationships with companies and employers, and so they you know, want to make sure that it's not that they're sending out the best students, uh, like grades-wise, but they want to make sure that they're sending students with the good work ethic at the very least, uh, willing to learn and willing to pay attention and contribute. Uh, they're not yeah. necessarily looking for the smartest. So it wasn't my grades that was an issue. It was just mentally and emotionally, time-wise, I just I needed to focus on the school part. And so I didn't really focus on um, looking for co-op. So that's, I'm not going to say that's going to hurt me, but that puts me at, on a different level to people who've already done co-ops but i have i think i have enough project experience and other experiences where i think i'll be okay because i'm also like the kind of things that i want to do i don't think a co-op would have given me too much of an advantage i feel like maybe it's because that you went to college and whatnot over on the west coast or whatnot so i think this applies to you to some extent glenn mm. i feel like uh this is a natural bred thing just of living in the ecosystem. Uh, you should have an advantage because it seems like most people over there have more, uh, maybe not aggressiveness, but a charismatic uh, certainty to them with the mm. way they, they do things. Like, they don't have to be the best at something, but they're either going to be very convincing that they're fucking good at their job, or they're going to be charming as a person that they're going to want to get a chance. Right. And Nick, Gu- you are definitely charismatic at what you do. Gumption, Moxie. I think is the word. Moxie, gumption, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, what's the like, word they I, use I in like- Austin Powers? That movie, his mojo, mojo. <laughs> I feel Fake like that might actually be reference a thing that they say here. Fake it till you make it. Well, I mean, I'd like to give credit a little bit more credit than that to uh, Nick here. That uh, I don't think he has to fake it too much. Oh, I'm no. just saying, like. Uh, 
Like you got you got the knowledge and shit, but I think you got an extra edge by you're very persuasive with the way you talk about certain things. You're very charismatic. You're very charming. And I think uh, I my only concern is you're a charismatic person in a sea of charisma right now. Because, uh, like I said, that's an ecosystem. It feels like everybody I know from the, the West Coast has that push, the boxy right, or whatever right. you want to call it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you the move and try to find a place like go over the fucking New York City where everybody's like, life is gloom and doom. The George Washington Bridge sucks. I need to piss my pants right here in the streets. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Uh, I just guy uh, pooping in us. a box. <laughs> Um, yeah, life no, is miserable. Uh, Wait, that person has certainty. Get him. So, so part of where I see myself. Um, thank you, Teller. Yeah, it's uh, basically okay. So my my degree, we did a bunch of things from graphic design, web design, inter- uh, like uh, user interface, animation, all these like you know film direction, like all these different things. And where I see myself is, I can't fucking draw. But I understand design principles, and I'm good at talking about them, and I'm good at enabling people, feeling, and working in groups and teams. And so I've like really over the last year and a half, I've seen myself in the role of a project manager, or you know, like fucking creative direct, like some something like that, where I'm in charge of people and like connecting people's skills to make sure that we meet our objective. You know, what you might be really wonderful at specifically, and this is just spitballing, is like coordinating storyboard artists or animated projects oh yeah like anything anything where i can do stuff like that 100 percent. because i'm yeah um yeah no like i and in terms of me being you know another fish in a sea of charisma uh which is i think just like a fantastic analogy what sets me apart is that i know enough of the technical side to be able to communicate with all parties in a team i may not know you're how to prom- and you're very relatable yeah, I may not. Different fields. I started in comp size, so I may not understand the full details of how to build this app. But if I'm on a team where one team, if I'm a team where some people are building the, the look of the app, some people are building how the app functions, and I'm in charge of all of that, I know enough on both ends where I could make sure that it happens properly. Mm. It's a weird, and maybe to a lesser extent of a comparison, if you will, but uh, I started streaming uh, when I did my art and whatnot through the uh, Twitch here. And as a result, uh, I got to uh, meet a fellow, a fellow, I say very loosely, artist, uh, someone who loves to draw. They're like, hey, I saw your work. Wow, you're actually uh, pretty cool at it. I'm like, thank you. You know, I know it's not the best, but at least I feel good about it. And uh, she went in detail about how she went to art school and all that. And she's like doing comic storyboards right now. She was working on it last night watching me stream. And it's just, it's humbling. And I realized she's been training for this shit for quite a long time mm-hmm. but we're able to communicate to each other a certain way and she was talking about you know potentially doing a, a collab and stuff like that it's like well let's be real you're the artist i'm the person that can draw lines and make different shades of colors appear on those lines uh but you know if you want to like organize something out like I, I feel like the same boat with nick i did not specialize in one very specific thing and i'm not super talented at that one thing but i'm very good at bringing cohesion to a group i like the thing i mean we're the three of us are here right please yeah so if I, wait this is live ah uh, uh, this is recorded I've people can hear this this whole time um i thought i was just yeah. hanging oh, out please. with my friends your check will be in the mail glenn okay good thank you so <laughs> yeah no i it's 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 very much like that where um i'm like my role is like for one of my courses last semester 
uh, we organized an event and I jumped right on the organization team, putting together the budget, making sure we had the place and shit like that. And I was on the day of the event, I was on the floor, keeping track of time, telling people what to do, where to be, making sure that the food was delivered, making sure that everything was ready to be picked up for like the food stuff for the caterers. Um, oh, shit. Like Be a production manager, if you have that. Oh yeah, so organizational skills. So I, I was gonna actually start applying to like PA jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I've got I've got lots of friends out here that need PAs once this whole thing blows over, and they w- if you're serious about getting into a career in production, they can get you there. Like I'm, I appreciate that, Glenn. But before we go on that, I'm not fucking leaving. No, well, Canada. I, I know you're not. No, not just. You'll no, have, there's I'm plenty of that in Vancouver, so <laughs> that's true as well. So, like, I somehow it all worked out. I started in CompSci, moved to a design degree where we did like a bunch of design focusing on user experience, and I ended up in a place with one like a growing video game industry, growing film industry, and a growing software industry. And my skills are applicable to all of them. And they would be so loved the moment you cross that border into Washington State. Um, I'm not about neck. to wait like. 15 years to get another passport no thank you i'd rather wait the five years and get another passport if you insist and i also don't mind spending 75 dollars a month for health care <laughs> oh, oh. listen oof, the candidate ah. that would have brought that to us just got uh just right, stepped yeah. down from the next and right election, now so and right now if you're a canadian citizen or a resident it's only 37.50 for health care it's only because i'm an international student that i pay 75 nice 37.50 a month and like all the basics are covered. Glenn, so yeah, the number sounds great. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say there are drawbacks to that, I know, but the, I feel like the, yeah, the drawbacks are minimal compared to like the benefits. So sure. moving back quickly to the the film industry here, the only problem is for me to like effectively make it a part of my career. Um, they, if more often than not, they're only contract jobs, right? Like right now. Um, and that's not going to cut it for me to apply for like getting the process started to becoming naturalized. So mm. unless I find a role with like something long term, which is not very common because, you know, crews are in and out kind of. So unless I find like a like a long term fixed year, year and a half kind of role where I'm a PA, it's going to be rough. Well, surely there's there's a there's a film house out there because those people oh. need production assistance year round. Like you may be under oh, yeah. projects, some- but. There's, there's something I will find. So I'm not too yeah. worried. It's just I think now, right now, with things as they are, everything's going to be slowed down a bit. So the original yeah. goal was to look find a job by the end of the summer. So now I think it's more going to be towards the end of the year or start of next year. So in the meantime, I might be... Um, I'm, I'm, this is a big mic, so nobody hold me on this. I might be starting a mini design studio with a friend. Oh, cool. Doing stuff online, just some graphic work, uh, because she... Everybody heard it first. <laughs> Nick is officially announced. No, I'm just messing. She uh, she can draw good. I can't draw good. She doesn't like talking to people. I can talk to people. Good team. So, I'm like, like it, it It made sense, and I'm like, do you want to try yeah. doing And I'm like... Heck yeah. Well, I think that's the biggest thing that in the sea of charisma is understanding what you... How, what sets you apart, and when you said that, I was like, all right, he's fucking fine, because that's... In LA, that's something I've struggled to do. Like, what sets me apart from everybody else is, at this point, really nothing. There are there are thousands of people that can do everything I can do and probably do it better. And so, like, it's really encouraging to hear from you that whether through your schooling or through your peers or through experience, you've you've kind of figured out what makes you unique um, and ha- what allows you to offer something to uh, a company or a production house that another candidate wouldn't, because that's if you come in with that certainty, it's like 
it's like uh, Tyler said, you're gonna, you know, even if you can't do everything, you're gonna kill it. Right. Yeah, I'm excited. So, just to give us that that friendly weekly reminder, I'm pretty sure we're actually a video game podcast. Why? Why? <sighs> yeah, I, 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 I know. Be. I know. I, <coughs> uh, grumble, grumble, watermelon, raspberry, watermelon, raspberry. Uh, th- wow, they're stirring in the streets. They're talking. Uh, yes, this is in fact a video game podcast. Uh, this is probably the scarier part of me because that means I am gonna have to eventually uh, touch on a little something here, something, something. But we're gonna we're gonna put that big ass summon of a elephant in the corner there, uh, and we are going to look at you, Nick. Nick, you've been playing a little bit of something called Nick. What 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 have you been playing, man? By um, way, actually, this week has been rough. I have only been able to play a little bit of Overwatch as kind of like a time killer in between, like you know, if I wake up or a little bit, or just to hang out with a friend or two. Because all of my friends right now that I usually like shoot people in the head with in a video game are playing Valorant. And oh, did you get a key? No, I did not. Glenn, I did not get a key. I've been farming and trying to get a key just so I can You've play with my friends. You've been stream farming? I have been stream farming. It's tough. But then they changed it like a day or two, like a day and a half ago or something, where as long as your right account's linked, now they're going to drop even like even offline because they're starting to expand their servers. So initially, uh, well, first, uh, everybody familiar with Valorant? Yeah, the Riot owned Yeah, it's that game where you got the, you get to play as uh, Jin, right? Yes, it is essentially CS Overwatch. Um, uh, CS Overwatch. Uh, CS Go with Overwatch-like abilities. Yeah, um, it seems, but with a riot skin. <laughs> yeah, it seems uh, pretty interesting. Um, I'm generally not interested in CS Go, but the abilities somehow make like the draw a little stronger. And I also just want to play with buds, and I just want to give it a try too. It's you know why not see if it really That's is for me. That's two riot games we've gotten you drawn into. This is uh, getting it's a shooter. It's a shooter. It's mm-hmm. it's clearly a shooter. It is a first it's person shooter. It's clearly a shooter. Very clearly. And I'm not a Sonic fan. Um so I'm trying to just play with my <laughs> friends and try this game out and they're starting to open up the uh beta like the closed beta access as they like start bringing servers on online but initially it was you could only get a key by connecting your right account to Twitch and watching a streamer with drops enabled and it would be in the title so don't go into other people's streams who are playing Valorant and ask if drops are enabled if they're not in the title. Um, I, you know, we're not going to talk about Dr. Disrespect not having drops and still putting drops in his title and farming that, uh, give him more viewers. That's not a thing that happened. No shit. That's not, oh, a, that's definitely damn. not a thing that happened. That's and definitely not a thing. He that definitely already didn't up. like if him that That was much. a thing, but good wow. thing it's not yeah. a thing. He definitely did not call people idiots for calling him out on something like that. That definitely did not happen. Anyways. Um. Wow. It sounds like he's cheating again. Great. Um. Cool. The drop percentage was 0.6. 0. Of, like, 6 percent. of like a million people watching, the drop chance was 0. 0.6. Like per, hum, like every 10 minutes, every hour? What's no, going it on was here? just a 0.6 drop chance. Like you, like just overall, it was 0. 0.6 drop chance. It was pure RNG per each person, I think, or something like that. Wow. I don't, like I don't, how long? I don't fucking know, but the chance was 0. 0.6. It's been open like, since like. Do they like, have to grab a, a chest or something to activate the chance or something? Well, like, no, what's the nothing. stipulation of the trigger of that chance? Just connect your right chat. account and watch, yeah, watch a stream. Mm-hmm. So there's no like ping chance where like every five minutes it nope, just uh, rolls the dice? Just fucking watch a stream. But, but or know that, somebody that doesn't make sense. What's the criteria? Uh, connect your right, right account. Blizzard. Connect your Sorry, right account. Sorry, not Blizzard, right. 
Connect your right okay. account. Make sure oh. the uh, player is not muted. You can mute the tab, and then just hope for the best. So it sounds like I need to get really nice with uh, Jane. Well, <laughs> uh, no, now I'm acquaintances I'll... with somebody that works over at fucking Riot, <laughs> but I don't. They have nothing to do with this. Right now, all you need, all you need to do is just have your right account connected because now they're starting to give drops offline, even if you're not watching streams actively. Um, so yeah, so so there's. <laughs> yeah, so there's so there's that. I I'm trying to like get a Valorant key, to get some game time on that. But now that I can actually like focus on not fucking doing shit, and I don't have any responsibilities for the most part, focus on like fixing like my day to day schedule, but also start playing through my backlog. So coming up, I hope you'd be able to soon see me play uh, the new Ori on like on stream, uh, Celeste. Um, a bunch of these other small games. Celeste, you're gonna watch me fucking rage. Like you're gonna watch me hate myself while I play Celeste. So get ready for that. Um, Boy, what's that? I've not heard that game. Oh, uh, I, I was just making a quote of Kratos. Oh, and with the, uh, were, were you considering I, yeah, uh, touching back up? Got to work. I I will go back and play it, but I don't know if I'll stream it because I don't want to do the thing where I pick it up from the middle on stream and I don't want to reset mm. it. I know, like That's I could bad. probably just throw it on and it'd be fine, but I don't want to do that for God of War. And I also kind of want to just experience it um, without having to worry about anybody else. I kind of understand your feeling with a certain game now. Uh, I, I, I kind of understand what you're talking about. Like, I, I respect that. Um, and I've got a few more on my list. I mean, I can open up my Epix game launcher and show you what I've, like, just yoinked for free. Um, I, uh, I just want to kind of go through a bunch of these, especially because after knowing that Ori was so... Uh, short or shorter than I was expecting. It was maybe like seven hours. Um, the Blind mm -hmm. Forest, I could probably get through in one sitting. Yeah, the, nice the new one. Seven, yeah. eight hour stream and get through it. Yeah. yeah so, nice. Um, just An eight hour stream is impossible, man. There's no way you can do that. I don't think I've ever actually done an eight hour stream before. I might have done a seven hour stream. I did an eight hour uh, stream of fucking marbles. You can do an eight hour stream of a good game. <laughs> um, I might. You. <laughs> um, you might see me, and this is a might. I was considering starting a fresh save of Pokemon Sword. Oh, uh, where I actively try to catch them all this time while we wait for the new um, expansion to come out. Um, Are you sure you want to do that uh, as an experienced uh, person that has a uh, okay? Let me generation let me, whatever the fuck living decks right now. Let me. Let me. Let me clarify myself catch them all to yes. complete my already existing incomplete living deck so i'd only be catching the new ones from this generation okay okay i, can I don't want to complete the galar pokedex because the galar pokedex is not complete first of all um i only want to catch the new ones you know that shiny charm says otherwise for some reason i don't know though never cared about shiny farming uh, i i don't care about the shiny farming thing i'm just saying the charm is you get from completing the galaria pokedex so i mean what do i know don't care about it. The game's completely you, you, lost on me, so I just want to complete my living decks, and so I might do look, that. Look, I just I need my pride saying that I caught all 400 Pokemon, okay? And I'm happy for you. And you, but you're you're, you're directing this question it. at me, and I'm like, I don't care. I don't care about me doing it. To be clear, anybody who feels proud of their accomplishments That's in a the game, bit, I'm happy uh, of, for. Of a friendlier statement, yeah, uh, a friendlier version of that. It's like, now people are doing. You know, the, trash, the fact care. that you farmed how many was it 500 charmanders to get the one shiny is is, oh my God, that is fucking... amazing but yeah so that's kind of like wow. some of my plans we're gonna ignore the fact that my wife had anything to do with that for the last 50 of them okay we had we're nothing not to do with that. it nothing 
No, sir. I was not sitting next to her, and she took controller just to give me a bit of a break, and then it hatched when it was in her. In her hands. Theoretically. Hypothetically. Allegedly. But yeah, that's that's Anyways. me. And that's you. Glenn, you've been playing uh, quite a bit of games, uh, different from the usual. Uh, yeah. By that, I mean one. One. <laughs> yeah, aside from the usual, which is just the weekly raids, uh, Zul ZG is coming out this Wednesday, so I'm super stoked about that. You could say the full word if you want. It's okay. I said Zulgarash, and it's Zulgarub, so I messed it up, and I don't want to mess it up. I'll just call it ZG. Everyone knows what that means. New expansion's coming out on Just Wednesday. like the Calamari Desert? Yeah, the Calamari Desert. It's just the ocean. <laughs> the driest of squid. Yeah. Wait, is Calamari squid or octopus? It's octopus, isn't it? Squid? I don't know. I'm way not cultured. Uh, Nick, Nick knows. Look at that shitty Nick, grin. He knows exactly what it is. He's definitely not Googling right now. He's he's buying for time. Uh, as our resident expert, I you're muted. I definitely know exactly what calamari is. Um, yeah. I 100% yeah. know it is traditionally with squid. Okay. okay. Yeah. Traditionally fried squid. So we, so we weren't off thinking that it was squid initially. Good. That makes me happy. So the driest squid desert. But anyways, <laughs> uh, back to the WoW Classic in yeah. uh, Zeljarub. Zeljarub. Yeah. I got a... Drub, whatever it is. Yeah. ZG. I finally got my Onslaught Girdle, which is best in slot for a long time, which is really cool. Um, Congratulations. You were very excited to show me that when I hopped I, on your stream. Yeah, and Savage Gladiator Chain. And I'm super mad that I wasn't streaming when I got Z, uh, SGC because it took me three around 350 runs of BRD. Now, obviously, they weren't full runs. A lot of them, most of them were just straight to the arena, but... I got up and screamed and ran out of the room and my wife was on a conference call with her job. <laughs> Luckily, she was muted just listening. She just wanted to be able to hear. So it didn't she did they didn't think she had like a crazy lady living in her house. Um yeah. So I mean they like, still had video, didn't they? No, just audio. Uh, okay, th that's yeah. good. Cause can you imagine just like you're having this <gasps> is important conference meeting and all of a sudden you just hear some guy was like, I got it, I got it, I got it. There was a video of, I think, um, a Spanish or Mexican uh, news uh, reporter, and she was, you know, there doing her thing or whatever on a conference call. And her husband walks in from behind in his underwear. He turns around, horrified, looking at the camera, knowing what she's doing, and he takes off but runs like out of frame. So he comes in from the right, runs to the left, and runs right into a door. And you see him like bump back into the frame he falls Just down gets up and walks away there's been a, a lot of interesting stories with that recently like i got to read a today i fucked up uh like basically you know uh older uh, i don't know some lady in her uh, early 20s is uh living with her parents still trying to complete school uh dad's in a conference call have video and everything he goes to the bathroom she uh she comes nonchalantly to the uh living room spills something on her shirt that's hot and she rips off her shirt in full of view of like a dozen 40 something year old men and then realizes that the webcam is on and it's just like what the fuck do you do <laughs> That's a good question. You just kind of oh, like shit. accept oh, it, it because it's like a... It's like, my dad deserves a promotion, by the <laughs> way. 
It's 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 a kind of a new age we're living that people aren't used to. So I saw yeah. one before before we can continue about video games. I thought I saw something that was really cute, where a guy starting to work from home and he had like a home office. He put a, he oh. put like he put like a little thing outside of his door uh, for like uh, mail for him from his kids. So like he check Aww. it every now and then. So if like it was really like you know if he really needs something, put it in here, and then I'll you know make sure like I can deal with it rather than walk in because I might be on a meeting or whatever. Where I think he put like something in plain view that he could see and walk up and get it when it was there was something in. So I thought that was a really cool way of handling it because it helps teach kids also about you know respecting the boundaries, but in a way that doesn't make them feel ignored because you know daddy's home and why can't I play with him? Yeah, that's awesome. That is really that's cool. awesome. So but yeah, you've been playing a. Oh yeah! She's so WoW Classics. <laughs> it's gonna uh, be great. New, uh, have you been uh, getting any further in uh, TFT or League of Legends? Uh, I mean, no, because I'm on like a 14 game losing streak between both games. Uh, I can't. I haven't finished top four, and I, by a, a a break in the losing streak would be finishing top four in TFT. I've finished bottom like six, seven, or eight in like nine straight matches, and I've lost like seven or eight games of t- of regular league in a row um, with different groups. Well, damn, you know, different sizes, sometimes full five, sometimes, you know, just like me and another friend, sometimes me just by myself. Doesn't matter. Just get my ass kicked. Is in it, league. is, is it time Glenn? Is it time the, the pull pike out from uh, the, the closet? I need the, I need the, I need the, <laughs> wow, that's not man. a lot dirtier than what I was. I need the pike, man. I need the pike. <laughs> pull him out of the closet. Tell him, to, talk, tell him so, to stop hanging he out. He jumps out of the Tom closet Cruise. in full rainbow. Hello, I'm out of the closet. Prepare <laughs> to drown in my glory. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I really, really Sorry. enjoy your pike. And ironically enough, part of the reason why it's been so frustrating is people because people are running pike a lot, um, but they're running them as an ADC with AP supports. So you have like Vigar or uh, like I think I saw a Syndra once. Um, and so the eighty, even a, an Ash support, where they just like the, the the traditional ADC or non-traditional ADC or mid laner solo laner comes in and supports Pike just getting fed as fuck. Basically, the coolest one oh, I geez. saw was actually um uh what's her face, the lady that collects souls. She's a new character, Senna. She won't do any farming outside of collecting souls because if she just collects souls and takes no. Uh, CS, she actually gets 25 to 27 gold per soul she collects. So now, she... wasn't Senna originally designed to be a support? Mm-hmm. Or... For Lucian, yeah. And it was weird because a lot of people will play her either as support or they'll play her as ADC. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's essentially having a double support in the lane, which is a different threat of itself. Uh, right. There's been times where you could get easily destroyed if you have double support like uh having morgana and lux and lane or sonoteric yeah oh my gosh just like the combination you think you're like oh i do more damage i'm gonna win well no they can stun heal and do all the other shit that just stops you from doing said damage and they just yeah. literally wiggle you down and it's just frustrating because you stay and you're like well i still got the vent so i can out damage the- why can't i attack why are they <laughs> healing where's the <laughs> fucking shields coming from and they just then they you die him. it's like yeah motherfuckers these filthy sonoterra combos yeah actually i think the craziest combo I've, i saw the smartest one i saw was they ran garen top with uh yumi yumi someone else and then about midway through the game because yumi garen is an interesting botling but if you think about it um he's getting less xp so he gains he he's not solo laning um even though he's got that nice little support cat hanging out on him 
Um, so they let Garen run uh, top lane, and then mid-game, they swap, and then she stays with him. And he's been able to solo farm for half the game, so he's higher level and more powerful. And he just wrecks, fucking destroys. Anyway, League is fun. Maybe that's, that's fun. a good character for you to try, Nick, if you ever uh, jump into League of Legends again, uh, play as Yumi. Uh, Yumi's a interesting champion because uh, her main thing is she attaches to somebody else, and then you cast your abilities from that person, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it's like the ultimate like support support character. Uh, that way you don't have to worry about if uh, if if somebody if the person you're attached to gets caught, it's not your fault. You know, it's yep. the you know, the, and you can also do what most Yumi's will do and say. Jump shit so long, sucker, and jump yeah. off as that person gets like violently murdered. <laughs> when they're attached, uh, Yumi doesn't actually usually take damage either. Uh, so it's pretty nice. Uh, I wouldn't call it a training wheels champion, but uh, definitely an annoying champion for those different reasons. Yeah. No, thank Plus you. you get to play as a cat. Okay. Uh, it's not about it the champions, it's about the MOBA. He doesn't like the MOBA, yeah. Uh, but the other game I was playing is a good game which I had not played in a while, is called The Forest. Are you familiar with this game? Yes. It's like, don't Both, starve but in it? age definition, like high definition. Don't starve in HD? Yeah. Okay. That's that's a very rough transition or translation, but, you know, I can see it. Uh, for me, it's essentially, like, the only thing I don't like about that game, and I'm, I don't like the natives. The natives freak me the fuck out. They are quite scary. Scarier than any... I mean, if there was a movie about this game, it would genuinely scare the shit out of me. Like, can you imagine... And, Glenn, you'll go in detail. You just... You know, you're chopping a tree. You're trying to make your house. And all of a sudden, you turn around. And there's, for some reason, a naked woman with a bow just standing there staring at you. Like, laughing. they're not even attacking Maniac you. They're, Sometimes yeah. they laugh maniacally. And that's what really freaks me out. The fun part is when you pull out the radio. And for some reason, everybody in the fucking continent can hear you. So they come charging towards you when you're talking on the radio. Ugh. But you're saying you, you're playing Forest. You were yes. playing with somebody. Uh, with a, it was supposed to be with uh Nolan and Dylan and Nolan's sister. Wait, Nolan North? Holy shit! You got so yeah. many connections. God, right. I wish. No, Nolan is. Nolan is wonderful. He's uh actually all of them were connected to Ready to Roll in one way or another. Um, Izzy was on Cloaked Maidens. Uh, Dylan and Nolan were both in the original podcast as uh, Exus and uh, Nero Kulinov. But, um, the Matikadori. Yeah, but he here's the thing. Dylan, and this is something maybe one of you two could help him with. He, because the forest is not <laughs> I a, cannot help Dylan. Dylan is a force of nature. I cannot I, do any changes to his whatever you're about to suggest. No, no. This is something that you might actually be able to help him with because I can't. Um, He's got a an i9-9900 series processor with 32 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> And okay. every time he turns on a game and plays it, it freezes not just the game, his whole system. And he's done benchmark text tests, um, both for frames per second and temperature, and he's calibrated his fans and defragged his hard drives. He can't play any games on his crazy-ass $2,800 PC. Um, How far into the game does it get before it freezes? Usually 10 minutes. He was trying to run the forest on minimum specs with uh, in windowed, so it wasn't even taking up his full screen to just try and keep the resolution down. And it was running at 100% of his GPU. And is, 
is he running at max settings? I'm assuming he wants nope. to if he has a nice... This no, was really? low. He had everything on minimum specs just to see what was going on. And it was like just because the game was running, it was doing that. And he tried to run Modern Warfare on it. Um, He got 10 minutes in, froze his whole system on minimum specs. I would take... If I were to give a wild-ass guess, I would check to see if his power supply is able to output enough wattage to juice all that shit up. See if uh, power supply is giving out on him. Well, but, it, like, he's, he can edit 4K. Is that the same game? Like, I don't know. Like, if he can edit 4K, shouldn't he be able to play, like, a simple $15 Steam game? Like, I don't know why he could edit Whoa, the price point on a game does not matter. There's high quality that can be found. Dead Space well, 3 is, like... I'm talking about minimum requirements for the specs of the computer. Like, I mean, the first few things I do is go through a BIOS update, then go through a driver update all around. Um, it might be a RAM issue. Start uh, trying it out, testing out the system with one stick of seated RAM um, and keep adding more to see if it might be the RAM. Otherwise, I have something that I could direct him to uh, with basically online tech support if he's okay with paying. So you think it might be software then, if that's the case then? But, uh, like, so far it sounds well, like an optimization I mean, RAM issue. RAM is hardware, but... Yeah, he's so gone through it's... the BIOS settings, he's defragged his hard drives, he's... And I know... I don't know if it's the i9-9900K, but I know there's one of the i9s that has a known issue with being, a sh like, just a bad CPU, like, like just a faulty oh. CPU. Well, don't I'm, say that too loud, because that's going to piss everybody that would set off. Well, I mean, you're better off knowing, like, it's, I think it, I don't remember for sure if it's the 9900K, but I know that there is one i9 that ha that comes faulty delivered. Huh. I know well, the good another thing, thing is, I had issue. Go ahead. I was going to say the good thing is we got, both of us got our computers from iBuyPowerPC, um, and they okay. assemble and put everything in, so it's got everything assembled correctly, and... I think both of us paid for the three-year no-limits warranty, so there's a decent chance you might be able to call them and say, hey, this isn't working. I'm going to send it back to you. I need you to fix it. Because it's in I the can... city of industry. It's like 20 minutes south of right. us. Right. I'll, uh, if you remind me, I'll send you the link to Discord for this dude who got his start in, his, in the Destiny community, and he just builds PCs for people now. Mm -hmm. power gpu and he will he can't like you can book appointment with him for like on uh, like he'll come into your pc using team viewer or whatever and help figure out what's oh, yeah. going on or if you want to do the i buy power pc as well check with them it, either or is your option um yeah. i would say do that because you're already covered and so you won't be paying but uh, that that's my recommendation because this is above my head okay right when it comes there's a time where i was able to Similar situation, y'all. You know, I'm able to edit videos and stuff just fine within reason, even though the son of Vegasan that I have uh, hates me whenever I use GIF images. Uh, bless it. But uh, there was certain games I just simply could not play. It was frustrating. Same thing for mm -hmm. Amanda. I don't remember what her issue was specifically. For me, it was uh, I had a bad thing of DirectX installed. And oh. the games that use uh, DirectX, uh, if you have the wrong version and you're trying to collide, it, eventually it just crashes. But that's the software, not the whole damn computer. Right. So the idea that like the whole thing is just frozen in place uh, is kind of mind-boggling. Yeah, it just makes me worry that like maybe one of his sticks of RAM is bad, and then it just gets frozen up while it's like let's uh, let's that's hope very it's the, possible. Yeah, let's hope it's the RAM that's, because if it's the RAM, that's, that's the cheapest a, thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cheaper fix. I mean, Plus, he's got most of the time, gigs. Is it? Do yeah, you know how the, many sticks? Two sticks. Each is sixteen. Two sticks. It might be and an issue. Are if, they at three or four? Yeah, like DDR three or DDR four. I think uh, it's DDR four. I mean, it also might be an issue of positioning. But if I buy 
built it, built it then they might do it right. Um, it yeah, because he it, was able to do it just fine. He played lots of games on it before, and then just within the last couple months, um, it's freaked out. And it's stuff that runs through Blizzard's launcher because he tried to play uh, Warzone um, and and stuff that he runs through Steam. Uh, so it's not just one launcher, like weird. You anyway. said he's been stress testing it as well, like using like Firmark or anything like that, or uh, Cinemark and Heavenbench or Cinebench and Heavenbench, I think. And I use them too, and like mine tested lower than his because obviously I do not have as nice of a computer as he does. Yeah, uh, but I don't give mine a shit doesn't about have that. any no problems. Uh, no, no, it's fine. I still I mean, ran mine pushing 300 frames per second when it was really pushing itself. It's just weird because you can test so many different features. You can test, uh, stress test uh, the CPU. You can trust, uh, stress test the uh, graphics card and all that stuff and see, you know, once you hit a certain limit, it starts to freeze up. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, all well, of shit. them went smoothly for him. So that's what's where it's kind of a phantom weird thing. But anyway, I will appreciate and accept said help and I'll direct him that way if he wants to look up that guy. I mean, but I didn't offer the forest shit, was but, fun. Uh, if, you guys say, the forest is fun. Yeah, the forest is fun. It's scary as hell. That's on you, Nick. The, the cooperation you get to have is a lot of fun because you work with other players that are playing with you. And uh, right. we were playing on an official server, but uh, Nolan actually paid for a Nitrato server. So next time I play, we'll be playing on a server that we can kind of control the settings a little more specifically if we want. Um, which is, uh, I'm really excited because it's a good game and they're fun people to play with. I streamed it. It was it was a good time. Good deal. Good deal. Uh so, over here on my end, has been a different week, especially these past couple of days. Uh, I didn't talk about my in real life section just because uh, it kind of falls into it for the most part. Uh, after I beat Death Stranding last week, and I think I talked about this uh, last week, I ended up going into a uh, burnout, getting the platinum trophy. Uh, I realized that because I uh, the game mechanics of Death Stranding means that everything's on a time limit, essentially, in real lifetime. I, if I wanted to get this platinum trophy, I was going to have to do it fast because, uh, zip lines were starting to break down and all that stuff. I don't have the resources of the time. It was basically going to be playing catch up the entire damn time all the way through. So the longer you wait, the more you essentially got to start over, uh, just trying to build your own, uh, pathway section or whatever you want to call it. The great connection, if you want to call it that, the, the, the world wide web of connections and zip lines and whatnot. And so, rushing to get that done, I pushed myself past my mental limits to play a game as much as I wanted to, and I had a good time. I had a great time, but it was me doing Kaioken times one th uh, 100, and it, it just, like, I I burnt out like a motherfucker. I started trying to play other games with uh, the wife and whatnot, tried to play in Stardew Valley, trying to play uh, Terraria, just trying to play any game, just something to get me, you know, back on track. I couldn't do it. Everything was fucking miserable for me. And it was so bizarre because it's like, Stardew Valley is a fun game. Terraria is a fun game. Why am I not having fun playing this game? And I like, I have no idea how, like I was telling myself, I just need to find a game that's simple, mindless, gives me direction, but lets me do it at my own pace and all that stuff. Let me have mindless fun. And I discovered a game called House Flipper. And uh, once I got into House Flipper, the, you know, it's a game about... It gives you a god-awful house that looks like it's gone through hell and back by a bunch of rambunctious teens. You gotta clean it up, paint it up uh, and add furniture and whatnot, and then sell it for a profit. And just to that extent, yeah, sure. Uh, 
So the idea that I, I just go into a house and it says, hey, uh, there's this level of dirt and whatnot in random spots. Go ahead and do this however you want. You can stop whenever you want and sell it. But, you know, the more you do, the better money you're going to make. And just letting me do it at my own fucking pace. There's no time limit to it. Just walking around painting rooms and shit. I had a good time. It was nice, simple, mindless fun. It got me back on track to just, you know, enjoying video games again because that was really awkward. I, you know, spent a lot of time just drawing on stream because I didn't want to touch a video game and drawing was okay, you know, set my own pace and all that stuff. But painting a house, actually, I hate the painting uh, portion of it. It was really fucking tedious. Uh, putting shit in the house was probably entertaining. Uh, specifically, when I discovered I could put in custom images as paintings in this house. Once I, once I discovered I could put the stuff I drew in this house, holy crap, that was a Rule 34 house fast. Uh, and so I had a house that, like, I had a picture of you, Glenn. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what picture specifically, because uh, I only have, like, four of them of you. And I uh, had a picture of Nick, Brandon, other Nick, uh, my wife, myself. And for some reason, I decided to put up a $8,000 painting of Cloud in a dress that took up, I'm guessing, about... 30 feet of a wall god it was magnificent <laughs> and so i had fun with that i uh played it enough to where i was able to buy the most expensive house in the game which is a space base of all places i got a house on the moon i guess question nice. mark yeah i've like at that point it's just comical it's like what the fuck is going on like uh in order to get to that i end up buying a house that was based off the home alone movie so i had oh. to go in there there it was all Christmassy and stuff. Uh, there was uh, a bunch of paint buckets by the stairway I had to clean up because they hit Marv and uh, whoever the fuck, the, mm. the wet bandits. Uh, had to clean up broken uh, Christmas ornaments by the window, that kind of shit. For some reason, there was a lot of tar on the stairs I had to wipe down. What the fuck? But other yeah. than that, the, the McAllister's house got to clean it up i uh, got to sell it for a nice uh, pretty profit and all that and uh there's actually a house that's based off of uh mike myers i think it's called samarda myers house and apparently i haven't gotten it yet i'm curious apparently when you like clean windows and stuff you'll see mike myers or like some kind of figure of the suspicious person outside the house just walking around <laughs> and if you go into the the basement the uh, according to amanda the door will close and you'll get locked in there for a little bit just to mess with you like can you imagine trying to house flip a fucking haunted ass house of a serial killer? Like, what the fuck? Uh, no, yeah. no, no, thank you. N not, not, not for you. No, thank you. Too scary. My, my, I can say yeah. I got a little bit nervous when I went to a house that was at nighttime and I went to turn on the light and it's like, huh, the lights aren't working. Maybe the fuse is blown. I'm like, uh, what? You want me to go into the basement of this abandoned house I bought for dirt cheap uh, to fix the fuse? And so just, you know, going through this dark-ass house, I got nervous for a second, but it's, it's not a horror game. It's a house flipper game. It's silly because my strong aversion to horror games or just horror in general is because I don't like getting scared in an uncontrolled situation whatsoever. But in reality, with video games and even with movies, these are just pixels. Why am I so scared yeah. of a bunch of pixels? I don't care. Immersion, it's irrational. Baby. I will be scared. Human Leave me alone. Psyche is very powerful. That's all I will say. Uh, I think that it's not irrational. To be scared so, so in relation to like the dark house, like yes, it's a house flipper. It's house flipper. It's not a horror game, but the fact that it's dark and the chance that something could pop out in this old abandoned shitty house is There's too high. Blood splatter all over the floor that you Dude. have to clean. That just 
Dude, the Manson house is less than three miles from my house in real life. So I, yeah, I, I feel you. Like, a, a digital recreation of a horror movie's house is still a horror movie's house. <laughs> Not fucking with yeah. that. Nope. nope. And the night, like, with the McAllister house from Home Alone, they did a pretty good job, like, filling in the detail. Like, when I watched the movie, uh around christmas time just you know you get to see the nice stairway as soon as you walk into the front door and in the game they fit it to a t they tried making it look as realistic as possible so i'm curious to see how well of detail they went into the uh the the mike myers house mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of curious about it beyond that though i mean like i bought the uh lawn and garden dlc which means hooray and how i get a weed whacker and a lawnmower and i can mow down the entire fucking lawn and get it appraised for that that was a bad idea. I'm not a big fan of the DLC nearly as much because, you know, yeah, uh, painting the walls can be tedious and whatnot because you got to keep uh, dipping your thing into the paint bucket and all that. Can you imagine just sitting there for half an hour in a game, mowing a lawn, trying to get every single spot because you see that one spot of uncut grass on a mini map and you just got to do this until it's perfect because once you commit, like you can do a single line. It's like, you know, I don't want to do this. But then you got that fucking line of cut grass and everything else looks like it's, you know, belongs on the Lion King. It's like, shit, shit. Oh, shit. All these fucking trees are in the way. I can't mow this little spot of grass. Do I do I go around with the weed whacker to every single tree or do I turn into a lumberjack? So then I spend you know time as a lumberjack cutting every fucking tree in this yard down and whatnot. And meanwhile, there's broken glass and beer bottles everywhere. I got to pick up and. It's a tedious process, but it's, you know, everything's a step, and I think it was therapeutic going step by step until I get this cool house, then I start having fun with the decorating and stuff. Uh, I started learning how to uh, fit the criteria of different families, because there's sim families, essentially, that are like, hey, if you get a house that's like, you know, four children bedroom, one be uh, master bedroom with a big bed and all that stuff, and you meet this criteria, we're going to give you an ass load of money. And it's like, okay, okay. But then there's this one guy that's like, you know, I fucking hate children. Just give me a room that's a big-ass study. I love it. It's like, okay, but your name is Dolan Trust. You sound awfully familiar here. Uh, I'm going to sell it to the big family that probably needs this. And so getting different houses and trying to style it to different needs of different families and then trying to take advantage of that, essentially. Like, you know what they want, so you're building the house to the need what they need. And the cool part is you can tear down walls inside this house and just completely customize it the hell and back. Like, hmm. there you can get a house that's just one giant ass bottom floor, and then there's a couple of rooms up above. You can turn that giant ass uh, one room into a full on kitchen, bathroom, three bedrooms, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It takes time, it takes paint, but you can do it. And as long as you fit the criteria, the rooms recognize what they are once you put certain items in there. Like, once I throw a toilet in a room, it's like, hey, this is a toilet room. I'm like, I need a bathroom. Well, shit, son, you know what? You need a sink and a shower. And so you throw a, th a sink and a shower in there. And it's like, now it's a bathroom. Now it's a bathroom. And it's like, okay. Or it was just a toilet room, also known to <laughs> realtors as a half bath. <laughs> that shit just reminds uh, me I, of um, a hotel I stayed at with my dad and my sister. And we usually get one or two rooms, depending on space and price or whatever. So I think we only got the one room and we walked in and there was two beds one queen bed and one you know double bed or whatever and then the bathroom was off to the side but it wasn't a wall it wasn't enclosed in walls it was enclosed in glass and it wasn't like even half frosted it was just glass what what 
What? You said to watch people poop and stuff? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm remembering this wrong. I think it was maybe a tiny bit frosted over, but it didn't really cover much. You got to see it in SD instead of flat out HD. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing I remember, I got a little bit of a chuckle out, is uh, I got this nice two-story house. I was Like I said, I was trying to build it for a, a large family and their grandma. And it's like, okay, they need five children's rooms. So I build five children's rooms. In order to make it specified a children's room, you need a toddler bed or a small bed, a uh, couple of toys, a uh, nice rug, a uh, child's uh, cupboard and all that stuff. And so I built all five. And they're like, hey, you, you, you built enough rooms for our four children, but there's no room for grandma. I'm like, oh, so I took away the children's cupboard, left the the, the crib and everything. And it turned from a children's bedroom to a regular bedroom. I'm like, sorry, grandma, you're going to be sleeping in this crib from now on. And it fit the criteria. Everybody was happy. So I'm like, shit, selling. <laughs> <laughs> it's their problem at that point. As long as it meets yeah. the criteria. And, and you can like. Most of my time in the later part of the game, I've been sp uh, spending buying houses, flipping them. But you can also do essentially odd jobs where you just walk in somebody's house, clean it up, make it look like uh, the murder never happened, right. and uh, clean up oh, windows no. and stuff. And uh, I've been having fun with that, too, because uh, their storylines that the emails that they send you are 100% garbage. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, the very first mission's like, my ex-boyfriend went to my house and stole my radiator and also you trashed the whole damn house don't don't call the police or anything i'll take care of that but could you uh put that radiator back in and so you know the first mission's like take care of ex-boyfriend's trash and uh <laughs> she's on vacation it's like okay i inherited this house from my grandma and it looks like it's stuck in the 80s i need you to replace these three items to make it feel more modern also I don't know when grandma died. She somehow had a tenter, uh, you know, a giant, giant tantrum that destroyed like 18 of these rooms. Can you clean it up? Uh, ignore the blood splatter in one of these rooms. And so I got to replace these three items in the house. The, you know, uh, 1980s uh, furniture and whatnot and update it with some modern stuff. But then I got to clean the entire fucking house. That's like completely trashed. Like what the fuck happened to grandma? So really you're not playing house flipper. You're playing. Uh, you're playing a training simulator for those guys in the John Wick movies that come and clean up. The cleaners, yes. Yes. Uh, you pay like, them it, like it's three gold coins. Is all it is. <laughs> you pay them three gold coins and they'll come in with like six guys and tarps and mops and vacuums and they'll make it look like it, nothing ever happened. Like nothing ever fucking happened. It's so weird how a lot of times like uh, during the loading scenes, it'll show like... At first, I didn't realize what it was. I thought it was like tips or something, but I realized it's actually uh, different customers showing their different preferences of uh, how they want their house to be like. And like, uh, there was one guy that was like, toys. I don't want those kind of toys in my house. You know, that winky face or something like that. It's like, okay, uh, this guy, in order to sell to him, apparently I need to throw a dildo or some shit on top of like uh, his uh, thing just to make it his room. But just hearing that for like a loading screen tip, it's like, the fuck does that mean? And it's like, <laughs> the more gu the more guns in a house, a better. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, should I build okay, a Mr. house Smith. and just strap M6? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, been having fun with that. But, but a different game came. Uh, a different game came out this week, and uh, no good. Games I've been came in out this week, so no game came out. By Tyler. So, anyways, um, this is now. Oh, never mind. He's back. Oh, I figured. Sorry, you were I, going I to talk about it. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> you got me, officer. No, I was just trying to reset the focus on my thing, but I wanted to make it look dramatic at the same time. Uh, so, Final Fantasy VII Remake came out. Uh, yesterday, for the people watching live on Friday, for those who are watching the or listening to the podcast. Uh, so, it's been about 36 hours since the game has come out. I have currently sunk about 15 hours into the game so far. Uh, I did it all live in stream. We uh, got hyped up until the moment it was able to be playable and uh, did an eight hour stream the first night, a seven hour stream last night. And uh, yeah, it's a game. Okay, so, anyways, hey. uh, dipping into our. Cool. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, it's not even Final Fantasy VII anymore. It's like Final Fantasy. <sighs> It's like one of those fucking dancing games for Persona where it has the characters, but it's a different ass. What the fuck is going on? No, you know what? Actually, this is the one time that I will agree with the titling of a Final Fantasy game. Um, it is Why? Final, Fantasy, Final 7 Fantasy 7 Remake. Remake? Not remastered. Not HD. Not some XD, uwu, whatever. It's a remake. Wait, is the plot of the, similar? From, from what I've read yes. from both plots, they have similar elements. So, from what I can tell, the uh, the entirety of this game is supposed to be up until the point where you escape from the main city called Midgar. Uh, and for you in Final Fantasy VII, that's about between like five, six hours of the game of the original Final Fantasy VII. The rest of the games you explore in the overworld, going through different storylines and plots. But this 30 to 40 hour game is just focused on this city. Isn't it? It's um, really closed in. Didn't they announce that they were going to do, like, episodes or whatever, so there's only episode one? Yes. So okay. I hope so, because this is only, like, uh, 10% of the actual game itself. Uh, and because of that, it's like, okay, if you're going to throw 30 hours into a single game, what the fuck are you going to do? And it's like, well, shit, I guess we're going to expand on every single detail that we possibly have ever mentioned also, we're going to add a lot of weird sexual energy between everybody. Yeah. So, so this so, is just The Hobbit. It, the Hobbit it, movie. Yeah, it might as well. Sure. It, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not wrong. Actually, it's yes. actually very accurate. Yeah. Um, so This is Final Fantasy VII Hobbit remake. From what I've noticed <laughs> from not playing, from watching you play, Tyler, um, from a... Um, th there's a lot of innuendos. They, they just throw them at you. Like from st from the beginning it's very it's very heavy there's no like it it's very blatant they're not even trying to be clever about it like the innuendos themselves are pretty clever and i'm a little too immature to not laugh at them or call them out or make as many jokes as i want to but they're not even kind yeah. they're not even kind of like it's not even kind of like a situation where you watch a tv like a cartoon growing up and then you watch it as an adult and you're like that's a really fucked up ah. sexual thing to say it's not even like that <laughs> like it's clear from the get-go that this is a sexual innuendo like, holy shit uh, it's weird because the section I am, it went from a fantasy game to fucking Yakuza. <laughs> I have no better way of explaining that, and that's bizarre. So, in the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, the main thing is about Midgar. There's five points. I'm going to try to remember them. First one is, first reactor, blow up. Second reactor, blow up. Meet Aerith. Do stuff with Aerith. Uh, that's like all of half hour. Fourth one, uh, Don Corneo, which is uh, where I'm at right now in the actual remake game right now. And then last one is deal with Shinra. And then after that, you're out of there. Uh, and that takes the course of like six hours. They're basing the entire game and expanding on so many different levels of that. And they're going in different directions on the story. Like right now, uh, in the beginning of the game, you meet Avalanche. Avalanche is uh, basically 
and I'm going to say this loosely, the protagonist of the group, which you happen to be a mercenary trying to get gold off of. Also, your best childhood friend Tifa is a part of this group. So you're trying to work with them as Cloud and uh, dealing with their actions, which has been considered terrorists or terrorism by the uh, evil elite corporation that runs the town. And it's like, okay, everything tracks. Everything's good so far. Then it's like, oh, by the way, there's other characters of the Avalanche group. There's Biggs, there's Wedge, there's Jesse. Uh, those the three characters. No, oh, that's Reno, uh, right? Uh, Reno is the redhead guy who has his own fucking theme song now at this point, which is, he's high Naruto energy. Uh, but, uh, I saw you fight it's him. like, I was there for that fight. Ah, uh, nice. So it's weird because, you know, you, you're used to seeing these, uh, 256, uh, polygonal, uh, you know, these weird Popeye arms, squiggly motherfucker arms for models. And they have one liners, uh, during the original game. But other than that, they were like super flat for characters. But now it's like, holy shit. Uh, a wedge is fat. And apparently, uh, as Nick, uh, what, what did you call it? It was like a fat joke or something like that. Yeah. Like it, like. Because it, it was Wedge and Biggs, and Biggs is this, you know, standard military-looking guy, like Ryu, but skinny. And I'm like, all right, Biggs is actually pretty small, but Wedge is big. So was that on purpose? And I want to say it is, especially after seeing a few of the cutscenes. Um, and you also confirmed it, definite com comedic relief. A hundred percent. Like, those two uh, have been... Uh it's a Final Fantasy VII staple, just or Final Fantasy staple, just kind of like chocobos and shit. There's almost always going to be a wedge of bigs in a game. Uh, there's always going to be a, a Sid in a game. Uh, that Sid usually has to do with something that has to do with flying. Who fucking knew? Uh, and as a result of that, you know, they in the Final Fantasy VII, they threw Wedge, wedge and Biggs as, you know, two comic relief characters. And that's all they did in the original game. But in this one, it's like the focus is like, wow, uh, Wedge is uh, this weird thick guy who, you know, loves eating all the time. But he actually has this weird, like, I really want to support you, but I have a weird uh, social etiquette to way the things go. Like, he's the cool, like, yeah, I'm one of the cool guys. And so are you. And everybody's like, OK, dude, it's, whatever. It, it like, feels he, like uh, he's awkward. Forced wholesomeness. And um, yeah, I will say, though, like some of these characters fucking haul ass. Wedge can run. So, like, it's one of those things where size and appearance are, you know, don't judge anybody by that because Wedge can fucking run. The dude's like 400 pounds, but holy shit, can he haul ass if he knows there's a Midgar special pizza coming his way? And he is moving. It's like, then you got Jesse. Jesse has, like, I'm going to guess, like, maybe 10 lines in the original game. She has her whole, whole fucking, like, backstory mission that you get to do where you get to meet her mother and stuff like that. And that's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, uh, and Jesse has a whole new level of relationship with Cloud, where she's uh, aloof. She was uh, originally a, uh, you know, just some random rebel character. But in this one, she's suddenly a, uh, she has her own profession in the theater. When she's normally, uh, and like an actress of sorts, uh, right. a performer. And it's just adding to that level of detail. I won't get too crazy in spoilers, just, you know, whatnot. But just that level of uh, detail for each of these characters, it's crazy. It's like Biggs is now Solid Snake for some reason. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. And then they they did something weird. They started introducing characters that never existed in the original Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, and they just made them... Oh, white Orc. What? White Orc? The, the White Orc from Hobbit. 
Oh, I've never seen the Hobbit movies. Is there a white orc? Yeah, they pulled in a uh, character from remember. technically was, he was in the Cimmerillion, which is technically J.R.R. Tolkien's Bible. So it's like a va- a much more vast history of the whole region. And he was a historical person that may have interacted with those sort of same time frames around the time of the Hobbit. But he so wasn't like, in the original just- book. Yeah. No. He was not same a, thing with yeah. uh, even though he didn't do anything. Same thing with Legolas at the end of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was just a fan service right there. So anyway, I, I guess uh, like in a different viewpoint, I'm not sure if you both saw the Warcraft movie. I uh, did. I was entertained. Ma- Mediev. Do you guys remember the character Mediev? Nope. Uh, okay. How about crazy wizard in a tower that a couple of people had to fight in that one scene? I won't lie to you. That movie was a blur of boring fantasy tropes to me. So okay, uh, Medea <laughs> in like the uh, original Warcraft games was kind of like the soothsayer of Julius Caesar. Like, oh shit, oh. bad stuff's gonna happen. I'm gonna turn into a crow and fly away. But okay. some reason uh, in the Warcraft movie, they're like, shit, we need people that th- you know the real Warcraft fans aren't gonna attach to. Let's throw in this fucker who doesn't appear in World of Warcraft for another fucking expansion. Sure, why the fuck not? Uh, <laughs> but anyways, back to Final Fantasy. Uh, Custom new characters that have never made an appearance ever before are appearing in this, and it's freaking me the fuck out. Uh, the big one is uh, some dude that shows up in a motorcycle bike scene who has super, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I know this is probably not politically correct, super battle gay energy. Uh, that That's the only battle way I can gay? describe that. He's hard to fight Cloud. Yeah, like it's very, it's very obvious that this is, this is his kink fighting like Vegeta energy. No, uh, no, except he well, wants to make love to Goku at the same time yeah, because Goku yeah. wants to like, fight. So, him. so imagine a more, um, a more softer, flamboyant spoken Vegeta with a little uh-huh. bit of flair and 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 he's very audibly, uh, noticeably enjoying the battle in a more sexual manner. Oh boy, and. It's weird because he apparently is a part of the the super bad guy group Shinra at this point, but it's like at this point he's a bit of a uh, a wild rocket uh, kind of figure where it's like, yeah, you fought me, you beat me, <laughs> thanks for fighting me. We'll meet again, and then he like knocks over all the Shinra people out of the way, so you have like an advantage in the fight. And it's like, okay, he's a loose cannon. Uh, he's just <laughs> he came, he he's done here. He doesn't care yeah, about he the did. fight anymore. Yeah, he did. He came, he saw... <laughs> like, he saw, he fought, he came, he uh, he, he got conquered since I beat him, and then he just, shoop, he's gone. And it's like, okay, yeah. that's a fucking character. And I, uh, and I knew... Can't it, wait to see him Yeah, later. and I knew it wasn't, like, you know, having not played the games, I knew it wasn't part of the original cast with Tyler's reaction. Because I... When... Because so far, Tyler, it's putting aside, like, the differences in the stories and, like, how fully fleshed out the characters. So far, everything has, it seems, has been kind of in line with what you know it's about. Been following the original script yeah. to some loose extent. And so when he popped so- up and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, okay, so this is new, new. There's another character that I'm currently dealing with over in the, I think it's called West Town or some shit like that, where uh, the, uh, like, mini villain or, like, uh... I, I don't even know what it was, was it called. called the market His name wall? is Don Corne- Market Wall. Market Market Wall. It sounds right. Uh, with basically Don Corneo's place, essentially. Uh, he's like a uh, kingpin slash playboy type uh, character who hasn't made a reveal yet in this game. Andrea, but you know, I I know that Andrea is another person who is actually new, 
all those three characters in that area is completely new, Nick. Like, the way okay, things are going okay. on, it's following a sim... Like, the end result is the same right now, trying to get in, but all those characters are completely new. It's okay. like, who the who the fuck's Chocobo Sam? I will say, like, <laughs> uh, apparently- watching the, the combat, it reminds me a little bit of Astral Chain. Okay. So, uh, according to Nick in the chat, a, uh, a lot of uh, similarities in the Final Fantasy 15 fighting patterns and whatnot has been adopted into the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Uh, you know, back in the day when you played Final Fantasy 7, it was turn-based uh, or active time system where you chose an attack, they run forward, they slash, they do damage. Now I'm switching from character to character or issuing commands on th- my behalf, you know, to have them do this. And attacking builds up a meter to allows me to do abilities to gives me a chance to use items and whatnot. Because in a fight scene, I can attack as much as I damn please. But if I want to do anything special, either I gotta wait for this uh, bar to fill up, or I gotta attack to raise that. And uh, doing that and trying to actively try to cast cure and doing spells and stuff, when I select that, time slows down. Thank fucking god. <laughs> Because uh, some of those fights can get crazy chaotic real fucking quick. Uh, But when you're casting spells and stuff, anything can happen. Like, there's been so many times where I'm trying to cast cure on a character that's about to die. And while it's like, I'm going to heal you, player has fallen. It's like, shit. And then it it gets really awkward. Yeah. And (sighs) meeting classic characters so far every single time has been great. There's one person so far, and I won't name it. Or I could. It's not really a spoiler because you're going to meet this person either way. There's been one person that I've met so far that feels lackluster. uh, And they've been introducing different types of elements to the story that doesn't really exist in the way that it did in the original game. I know that sounds vague. Uh, Basically, stuff that's tied to Sothroth. We're not going to actually... Well, actually, I have no fucking idea. Anything's, Anything's game in this remake. But there's been weird creatures and whatnot tied with him that have been doing weird things to the story plot and you're like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like it just makes you legit question what the fuck is going on which is square enix is special with Final fantasy games in general they keep you guessing and each time they introduce a character like so far my favorite entrances has been the turks uh so reno and rude uh glenn you said you got to see me uh, when i first uh got to meet reno in the church uh, he's, you know, just being this cool, uh, smart-ass motherfucker thinking he's hot shit, and, uh, proceeded to kick my ass, so, he, you know, he is hot shit, but I beat him, so whatever. Uh, who <sighs> lost there? Uh, it was close, but the, I remember. And fucking Rude? The fight against Rude has so far probably been the most comical at this point, because Rude in the first game, he, you know, he's a straightforward, goes around punching, doing weird jujitsu stuff, but it's... It's an attack. It's attack style that you barely remember the animation in this one fight. But when you're going against him and he's just going around, goes up to fucking Aerith and just like swings behind her and just gives a quick chop to the back and then just knocks her the fuck out for three seconds. It's like, holy shit. And like when you're fighting him and he does a move that you only see in Dragon Ball Z Budokai and you're suddenly being swung around like a fucking whack-a-mole. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and so... So far, uh, the animation for all the attacks have been great. Uh, so far, I've gotten up to, uh, I'm going to say I'm about a third of the way into the market uh, walls uh, area. And I had to do something that didn't exist in the original game that led to a lot of fighting. I don't want to get crazy in the spoilers. And the weird part is, before that, you go from Aerith's house to Market Wall City, or whatever you want to call it. And 
you do a bunch of puzzles and stuff in the remake, but there's one very unique enemy that you'll occasionally bump into that just wrecks your shit. It's a weird, bizarre monster I've never, ever seen anywhere. And so I'm talking with somebody who was in the chat with me going, it's weird because I was kind of hoping to you know, fight this enemy because they're off the wall crazy. And for some reason, the game decided to present that as the hardest fucking boss that I've beaten so far in this entire game. Like, it makes you go, what the fuck's going on? Because you've been dealing with Yakuza, you've been dealing with these weird sexual energies. I haven't even talked about sexual energy beyond, you know, uh, soft, uh, soft porn Vegeta over there. Uh, <laughs> and it's just bizarre. It's like, okay, I'm like... I'll talk about it next week, I guess, in detail. But that boss was hard. That fight, I'm playing on even to watch, was... It, it wasn't that you were playing bad. It was just... It was so tough that I would... Like, it, and it took so long that it was excruciating to watch. Like, it was painful. It's like, once this boss, like, was like, Hey, I'm fucking invincible, except for these two weak points to the side of me that you get literally three seconds every 20 seconds to hit and then i'm gonna do some bullshit attack and just knock your shit up and it, it was just weird and like i had my two choices of characters at the time you know do different styles but during that three four second window i had to go ape shit or the whole cycle resets and then i just get my ass kicked and it was just a slow whittling down i'm not sure if it was because of the difficulty that those uh weak spots if you want to call them that weren't going down as fast as i hope they did but you have it, it turned up. into sheer uh i have it on it's i have it set to normal that's the, okay. currently the hardest to get you got normal easy and then classic uh i have it set to normal because why the fuck not i like the challenge but that fight was bone breaking like mind numbing at a certain point where i'm like if i lose this fight i might uninstall kind of thinking like <laughs> i think i I think I'm pretty sure I spent a half hour to 45 minutes fighting this one boss and it was a treat when I fucking defeated it. I felt great. I felt like I didn't want to have another fight for at least two hours <laughs> was how bad that was. And I, I guess the, the last few things, I mean, I, there's so much I can fucking touch on this, like weird, 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 uh, energy going on between certain characters that didn't exist before tifa and cloud uh you know they kind of get insinuated in final fantasy 7 the original one that you know they have a thing for each other to some extent uh cloud might like her more than just a friend uh but like there's weird romance energy happening between jesse and cloud there's weird energy like basically any if the person if the person has become, a vagina is it become a hair anime turns, is that what you're telling me it, final fantasy remake is it might as well fucking be for cloud because the, it's not the only problem is though all these people are in different rooms <laughs> like he's pretty much building different family uh, systems in different parts of the city where anytime he talks to a lady who is you know within like 20 years of his age and i say that very loosely because uh madam m is a whole it's different like, wildcat what up Glenn, there's a scene where I was afraid I might actually break terms of service with Twitch. How? Okay, I won't ask you because then you might break terms of service. Um. <laughs> no, I'm gonna fucking do it. There was a scene where Cloud was. You know what, Nick? You watched it. You're better at describing this shit. So go ahead. It my was. Friend. It was. Um, it was a scene where, uh, at no particular point in the story, um, Cloud walks into this massage parlor. But specifically, they focus on massaging your hands. 
and um, the uh, the madame, uh, madame, whatever of uh, the, the the head of Ma- the massage uh, of the of the house house massage parlor was um, is very dominating. And when you pay for 100% a, a, a soft spoken dominatrix that like drops the act immediately the moment she's even mildly annoyed. Um, and so she took Cloud in for a massage because you kind of have to, um, as part of the story. And I paid for the full treatment, mind you. I had the option between the cheapskate for a hundred bucks, and then you got like a regular treatment for a thousand, but then I saw deluxe package for three grand, and boy, did I go all in. Yeah. <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah. Oh. And so basically, uh, they showed very, very clearly that she's massaging your hand and like doing different things. I was like, okay, here's the cream and this is why we're doing this and, you know, soft touches or whatever. And then they panned the camera. And then all of a sudden, it's like Austin Powers and the shadows from the tent where it shows, oh. but then except you just see from the back or a different angle. Oh, I'm going to focus it, on the tip now. Mm, wow. You're. And let me just touch it. And and it was very like, um, oh, what was that? Did you just make a sound of pleasure? And then she's like, she'd keep pressing harder and harder until it just ended up with sounding ow, like, ow, like, ow. A, no, um, that would have been more appropriate, I think. Um, it ended up sounding like you were walking through the red light district of some country. Can you imagine Cloud, the person who was like, you know, I don't care about anything. I have nothing to say, whatever. Give me my money. Just going, uh, oh, hearing him say that was weird. And then eventually it pans out. And it was so bad that when Cloud stepped out of the room, I couldn't play as him. He was so fucking, I, I don't know what the fuck happened to him. It forced me to play as Aerith at that point. It's like, you know what? You can't play as Cloud anymore for the next five minutes. Cloud needs to recharge something we don't know what it is we're not going to tell you what it is i I, he, i will say realistically maybe not okay it like maybe like three percent of this has some reality to it because I had my first massage sometime last year. It was a back massage. I almost fell asleep. Yeah, and it feels out. amazing. I almost fell asleep out of like just how good it was. Like, oh sheesh. yeah. And so, like, I can understand it. But then this, like I said initially, with this game and watching you play it, they're not. They're they don't they don't care about hiding their innuendo, like or like anything. They're none. It's it's right in your face. Innuendo, if it's blatant, because I think innuendo assumes some sort of like. Like, I had a girl come up to me and kiss me for completing a side mission. She's like, hey, why don't you come over to my place tomorrow? My roommates are out. And it's like, okay, I know where that's going if that ever happens. It's like, whoa, okay. Jesus. Cloud Fox. Yeah, or at one point, like, towards the start of the game, um, I think this wouldn't count too much as a spoiler, where you get served a drink by Tifa, and she asks you, uh, what do you want? And... She's standing over the bar and the, the, and like, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a very, um, um, pleasant angle where you get the choice to pick between, uh, do you want some, so I want something hard. I want something soft. When she asks you, what kind of drink do you want? That's at the start of the game. Yep. And the (sighs) classic line, uh, like this isn't the original Final Fantasy. Your choices was, you know, give me, you know, something to drink, or I'm not in the mood to drink, or give me something hard. And just like with Tifa in that pose, and Cloud just saying, "I want it hard." And it's like, what the? Gee, okay. <laughs> Woo. This this game's not shy about that. And you know what? I'm not complaining. I was just thrown off because I when I think of Final Fantasy, 
like I'm not saying that any game is exempt from you know being even slightly sexual or having innuendos or whatever. I'm just you know when I think about Final Fantasy, I think about magic swords. I think about wholesomeness. You know, kind of like something like Kingdom Hearts. Maybe not the story wise. Maybe the story is wise like that. But like you know, and then this game comes out and it's like. <laughs> I want to fuck, but I'm not going to say those words, so I'm going to say all these other things instead. Failed boners. And it's weird because just looking <laughs> at like the later part of Final Fantasy VII, there's really not that much, although they've been able to make a lot of romance out of this one fucking section. Like it, it, Cloud is like the reluctant uh, forced playboy at this rate. Like... It's not even that he's trying to go for the angle or anything like that. He's just there and he happens to look cool with a big ass sword and people just, you know, run up to him and do their thing, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, such a big sword. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yes, the the comment, uh, the uh, the combat has been challenging like a motherfucker. It's it weird like because Devil may cry sometimes, honestly. There's been times where just either poor timing or poor placement, I just completely destroyed. I got to restart the fight. But then all I got to switch is one thing. It's like, okay, I used my excess ability on them. I know they're weak to this. I'm going to charge Cloud Sword with that weakness. And then it's just, whoosh, easy fight. But just that little detail where I try to force something through, like I'm pretty sure with that boss fight, Nick, I'm sure there's probably something extra I could have done. Like it was something I equipped or maybe I didn't get. And it would just made the fight like superbly normal or easy. And it's bizarre. Yeah. I, it's, it's fucking crazy. It looks like a mix of like, the you know turn-based system like hack and slash like it definitely looks like a system that has a high skill ceiling because you could play it the way you were playing it right just kind of like hack and hope for the best and like use all these different abilities and just you know enjoy it the way you want to or you can get into the nitty-gritty and know the exact casting time of this know the exact casting time of that how far is this going to go know exactly learn the enemy patterns when is the optimal time to like cast this spell so like i kind of like that breath uh of like the weird part is uh, to but it also feels very unpredictable for something i'm trying to do like often like in D D. uh the one thing that i have trouble doing is dodging <laughs> ironically <laughs> like, some enough huh I know, uh, fucking ironically. Uh, the weird part is uh, sometimes you can dodge an attack. Sometimes you can try to dodge an attack, but you're still going to take the full damage of something. So you got to decide whether or not it's worth dodging or if it's you either eat the hit or you try the block. And you just got to accept the consequences. Like you see an attack pattern with a certain like boss creature. It's like, okay, I'm going to get hit with all these attacks. If I dodge perfectly to the side or a certain angle, I can dodge it completely. Or I'm going to get tagged with this. I'm going to take 300 damage. Or I can block all of it and just eat it. And I'll take 400 damage being blocked. Because if I get hit for full of it, it's going to be a thousand. So I got to make those quick decisions and deciding, you know, which way to. But honestly, it's been challenging. Sometimes it feels like uh, I'm not being rewarded for my, uh, not really ingenuity, but uh, my actually strategizing how to do things. And the battle system for each of these characters I can switch to are vastly different. Like playing as Cloud, hey, swinging a big sword. Playing as Tifa, I'm going in, I'm punching the shit out of stuff, and I gotta build up my ability meter. That way, when I do my special attacks, I can actually do a combo. Like, you basically build up combo uh, abilities to punch even more. So it's like playing different classes of World of Warcraft, actually. Like, Cloud is straightforward. You punch, you slash, 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 slash. Tifa, you build up your... Uh, 
ability bars, charge up your special attack, punch in. Bear is long range. He can shoot stuff. He can do incredible damage in the beginning, but then he has to charge up his gun in order to do more damage. And Aerith so far is, has been the most unique because she fights casting magic as well as uh, some close range and stuff. And so she's sitting there just shooting regular magic way without using magic power and stuff and building up the meters. And then she can support like support magic on herself or other people. And like she can also steal magic power from other uh, enemies. And so, you know, I'm if I I can either be macho man with big sword or I could be girl in the background shooting, you know, ice balls and stuff, steal magic, drop a spell on myself and then I can double cast. And it's like. I could choose either of them, and sometimes I gotta switch because uh, enemies will uh, grapple you or do some bullshit where, oh shit, I can't play as this character. They're either knocked out or they're stunned or whatnot. Let's switch to the other character and actively take control of what they're doing, and that kind of switching system has been great. It's been very enjoyable. In the first five hours of the game, I was playing as just Cloud 100% of the time, but I realized there's perks to actually playing as different characters because you can level up their weapons and stuff and get essentially skill points. And it's been leading good to a good time. 15 hours in, I'm a little bit under the halfway point, and I've been having a good time. The challenge is fucking there. Uh, they opened up the, an option basically for me to grind up levels, I think. Uh, I could be mistaken, and I think I might spend some time off stream just working on that to raise my level. Because there's a optional boss fight so far where I've gotten completely destroyed. And that sucks. No matter how good I've been, there's that a weird chance where like I'll get one-shotted by this boss and it's Final Fantasy there's always those optional super bosses that you always got to fight and I kind of want to take it on again give it that challenge that way I don't get fucking yelled at by a certain person in Twitch chat saying you need to get good you're not good enough for this you're gonna suck and uh you know get rid of that fucking negativism out of my life uh because I'm sick of people telling me that I'm wrong when it comes to this game I want to be right I want to do good but yeah, uh, that's been Final Fantasy VII Remake for me for the most part. I've been having a good time. Really good challenge. New story plot to it. And graphics, a little bit subpar when it's not focused on a character. Like, uh, it seems like stuff like uh, they'll focus and zoom in on a flower or something like that, and it's PS2 graphics. It's like, ugh. Mm. But honestly, I've been so focused on just, like, enjoying the story and whatnot and the weird interactions that's been happening. This weird Japanese sexual energy that's been happening in Final Fantasy VII. And I've been getting a kick out of it. And I think I, you know, as a result, I've been enjoying it. If I'm in a video five? game out of five currently, uh, between a four and 4.5. So far, it's been a great, excellent game. It's provided all the needs I needed. It's given me more than I asked for. And it's also providing a challenge that... I could hypothetically bump down to, but so far it's been giving everything I could ask for for a Final Fantasy remake game. The only thing I have against it so far is uh, the side missions are kind of iffy for the most part. You could skip them, but then you're giving up like cool loot and shit. And there's this game is linear. It's not open world. I think that's the one thing that's been drawing back. Like you hit a certain point, it's like you'll walk up to like a point of no return and a chapter is like, hey, did you forget that material over there? Do you want to backtrack for like 20 minutes and try to get it? Otherwise, it's going to be lost forever and there's no way you're going to be able to get that. And you're fucked. And it's like, shit, 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 shit. And then once I do, it's gone. And Final Fantasy VII, you can go back to almost fucking everywhere in the game if you wanted to at a certain point. Mm. So Right, it's kind of... That um, point of no... Uh, it's a linear open world similar to like Gears of War. 
Like once you like, especially with the new one, like once you uh, because they added some open world elements, but you have to find all the things in this area before, you know, you move on because they and they make it clear, which I think is nice that you probably won't be able to come back to this place. So make sure you're happy and ready to move on. Right. So you can't explore everything, but you could also just fast track through the story. If you wanted to, you can a hundred percent fast track. I started doing side missions and stuff just because I realized that certain boss fights, I feel like I'm underperforming for a lack of better terms. Uh, and so I'm feeling like doing these side missions are giving me like different quirks and abilities that hopefully I can put to use. Uh, but beyond that too, uh, yeah, I've been able to fast forward through the actual story beats, having a good time with that. But I think I want to slow down a little bit, just uh, try to catch myself up, because that last boss fight was a fucking reality check for me, saying, okay, maybe I'm going a little too fast with this, maybe I'm rushing the game, and which is weird, because I feel like it, I've been taking my time with a lot of shit, but we'll see. That's Final Fantasy VII so far, first impressions, 15 hours in, uh, <laughs> big dick energy happening everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Mm. And I can't wait to go into the Honey Bee Inn to meet the person who's taken an active interest in Cloud and then throw him in a dress. Hopefully. Yay. I want to put Cloud in a dress. That's my biggest thing. I want to see Cloud in a dress. I, I drew it. I drew it in my dreams. I'm like nominate from Kingdom Hearts 2. I've been drawing all about you, Sora. You're, you're in my memories. It's like, Cloud in a dress is my memory right now. Also, I'm curious to see what Eris looks like because, uh... Madam M has been calling her a plain Jane boring motherfucker and she's been saying weird things like uh you know let's uh she sounds like she's from the deep south at certain points like her terminology like she sounds like Aerith you know Sugar. tragic white woman it's like uh we better uh you know head on home to get fixings or some shit like that and it's like I'm waiting for KFC to be on the dinner table at this point and it was just it's middles like, everybody talks certain ways, and it's just weird. Also, I heard Aerith say shit. That freaked me out. Like, in Final Fantasy VII, after 20 years of a game that I was seeing Aerith, and she's like, oh, she's pure, she's an angel, she's a little, you know, uh, a trickster now and then, but other than that, she's good-hearted. And just hearing Aerith going, I can handle this myself. Shit. And it's like, whoa, damn. <laughs> it's like, Aerith, your mouth. You go to the church every day, don't you? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, let's see where the game takes you i'm gonna watch more and see if i mean i have no interest in playing it not necessarily because it's a final fantasy game it just like i it's not a kind of game that i typically play um but it looks like overall it looks beautiful like it, yeah, they did very very good job on the graphics if there is a way to describe for those who've never played a Final Fantasy game or has even looked at anything about Final Fantasy 7 Remake, it feels like Final Fantasy 7 meets a Telltale game with lighter uh, options on the choices. Like, it's basically carrying your hand as the story progresses further. There's really no uh, web trailing, but the interactions that you keep having with having with different people has been unique every single fucking time. Like, I've met people I don't like. I have people that I absolutely love. Some people are really weird. Uh, there's one person I kept joking about that felt like my mom's ex-boyfriend because he kept running in and out of uh, Cloud's life, just random interactions. Uh, and honestly... Okay, no one laughed at that joke. Uh, I thought it was funny. Anyways, uh, yeah. Weird energy. It's a Japanese game. Uh, they're going for a different take on the relationship between Cloud and other people and each other, and it's been weird <laughs> like there's no way of describing it. it's been weird and honestly i'm curious to see how things progress nice so, yeah final fantasy 7 so far 
I'll leave it at that. Uh, we talked quite a bit about it, and uh, it's it's probably going to be you know not my game of the year, but my game to talk about in the year, my game to be passionate about. Uh, let's be real, 2020 is probably going to be a little bit scarce over in my uh, department, so this is a breath of fresh air. But anyways, uh, I think that's going to be it for the show. We, uh, we're pa- pushing past the two-hour thing. We had a good talk about, uh, so we're going to hold off on tangents and topics. Uh, I think we had some fun tangents oh, yeah. in yeah, of itself. Definitely had. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Glenn, if, if I could, please, uh, could you tell us the games that are going to be coming out this week? Yes, there is one on our list called Someday You'll Return, which is coming out on April 14th, um, which will be Tuesday next week on PC. Someday You'll Return is an upcoming psychological horror video game. So, Tyler, is all yours if you wanted to touch it. All, I'm not fucking touch it. Seven, I'm not Nick. fucking t- I'm, touch it. No. Touch it, Nick. You couldn't touch pay it. me enough to touch make it. Make it hard. Give me something hard. It's already hard. You, you, can't, make, you can't pay me enough to touch it. Come on, Tifa. <laughs> shake it. There's no ice in this weird uh, shaker, but some reason you're shaking this liquor and giving it to me straight for some I, reason. I don't, I want, want, I don't even want to talk about that. She put, she so when she serves you a drink, she puts one liquor into a shaker, shakes it up with no ice, and pours it out. And like, all right, cool, you just got some bubbles, I guess. And then the second time, she doesn't even pour anything into anything, and she pulls out another shaker with some alcohol that was already sitting out in a shaker, and she just pours <laughs> it out. I'm like, are you just serving cloud like alcohol that you made for somebody? else a couple of hours ago because it's been arguably a f- <laughs> at least half a day to a full day that nobody's had a drink here um just hand her a shake weight and she'll be accomplishing the same thing i think based so, on what it I mean, like. sh- they just want her to put shake a bottle in front of cloud and then it's like okay boob jiggle graphics go and just give her a shake weight she's just shaking it like this also some reason i play darts on hard mode i played drunk darts in that game there's a, there's a lot of weird extra things that like mini games and stuff that you can do i had a squat contest which is in the original game but it was like i had to squat off against somebody who was like mr t in his prime it was crazy <laughs> anyway we let's break back off of final fantasy 7 uh so someday you'll return uh next gonna be reviewing it next week or at least giving first impressions uh game will be uh in the i'm just kidding nick's gonna be like like, i'm not even fucking listening to you look uh nick can you uh give us uh some birthdays uh what's uh this day in gaming for april 13th uh monday the game or the day this episode's coming out uh for sure my dudes um so this day in gaming april 13th (laughs) monday 2020 uh there's fucking nothing coming out um back back fucking nothing back to you tyler five thousand years of technology at its finest Starting with the game of uh, throwing racks at each other and, I don't know, the game of life. And there's nothing on this day, April 13th, that we can wish the birthday nothing to. Nothing of note. Nothing, nothing worth it. Uh, like, uh, there's one that we started raising a finger up for, which was Stardew Valley, and it's like, oh, Stardew Valley actually came out sometime in, in, in a February. Uh, this is just some Chinese uh, platform release. This is awkward. So, yeah. we got fucking nothing. Whoops. Anyways, uh, we're going to call this for the show. Uh, it's definitely been a uh, a good... I think we had good vibes, despite the weird energy. Like, uh, I think we, good. Uh, we were on AC, even though that was on DC, but it, you know, somehow managed to uh, work through the resistance. Uh, mm-hmm. It kind of rubbed off the wrong way, but uh, maybe the right way. Uh, anyways, you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at 2 times Tyler Nick, where can we find you and all your good stuff? You can find me on Twitch... And Instagram at LR11. You can also find me on Twitter at LR the 11th, all letters. Uh, Glenn, where can people find you? Oh, 
you know, I'm just on good old Twitch at RaiseFRAEZETH, and then also on Twitter at Glenn Houston, two ends. Houston looks like Huston. What about, what about, where can we find casual master quests? Oh, I thought you were looking at the ceiling like, where can we find you, God? <laughs> it was like, just speaking into the universe. You, you just see like this fourth screen pop in and it's this weird cloud. Hello. Like <laughs> an actual cloud, but not like the character cloud. She's like, hello, I am casual master quest. I now I suddenly slipped into Sean Connery. Uh, you can find us on, on Twitter at CMQ Network. So the three letters CMQ, casual master quest network, all one thing. Or you can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com where you're going to give us our hot takes and we'll throw it straight to the spam folder. Whatever, you know, tickles your fancy. Or you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Just look for Casual Master Quest. Uh, you can also check us out on Discord. Discord pops up like every half hour in the Twitch chat for anybody interested. Or if you just want to find it other means, maybe listening to the podcast, go to our Twitter page. It's in the intro uh, bio link, I guess you would call it. It's a, a link tree. Gives, uh, gives you everything. It shows you where everything fucking is. It's the holy land of links. Just check us out on uh, CMQ Network and you'll find it there. And uh, you can also find us streaming Final Fantasy VII Remake for the next few days, I'm assuming, uh, through twitch.tv forward slash casual master quest. Where this is going live right now. Holy shit. That's the thing. Uh, last but not least, we do have a D&D podcast where we yell at each other and mm. do stuff. And we roll for initiative. Uh, we had a couple of touching moments with Mother. Uh, we, like, if Sethroth had a problem with Mother, holy shit, did Nox have a problem with his own mommy? Uh, and uh, we got some good moments going on. Uh, we're getting ready to save, hopefully, uh, the Goliath Village from a horrific threat that we are underprepared for. So I think we're going to be hitting a training montage. Working on Live a training. Live to win till you die. <laughs> you just see Cloud, or not, oh god, Cloud, uh, Nox with shake wakes. Ah, dodge, dodge. Fours in and, the forest. And I just imagine Trod and Vol, these two uh, Goliaths, just like going on, like, uh, I keep thinking of that one fucking scene where it's All Might versus Nemo. Not, not, not Nemo from Finding Nemo, but the, like, the big, bulky guy where they're just punching each other equally in perfect succession. See him. Mm. And then. Uh, Magdor like standing in like an empty room and you see like a little shot glass in the corner. It just kind of focuses back in his face as he fights off his alcoholism to come stronger as a cleric. I don't really know what's going to happen with Brandon. Uh, <laughs> he's just going to have he's going to, they're going to lock him in a room until he doesn't drink. Like, <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like uh, he becomes Jack super Black. sane by giving up alcohol, just like glowing light. Just it's kind of like Black that scene in, from, uh, uh, what is that movie? Tropic Thunder, where they he tries to get off drugs. He's like, no, yeah, just yep. give it to me. Come on, come on, guys. I was going to say the uh, episode of Futurama where, uh, shit, what is the main character's name? Fry. Fry? Where Fry mm -hmm. gets his hundredth cup of coffee and he just turns fucking oh. invincible going through that fire. Yeah. That too. Anyways, uh, that was Nick. That was Glenn. This is Tyler. That was episode number 95. That was an awesome episode of Casual Master Quest. We'll see you guys next week. And don't forget... They never stop the grind. We'll see you next week, guys. The 
intro to the podcast titled Casual Master Quest was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.